two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another week, another episode of Generation X Gaming, the weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories of the past week, and we rant along the way. I'm your host, 30 and Still Gaming, and joining me each and every single week is Sarge McCluskey. What's going on, bro? Well, not every not every week. Uh, 40, well, I, I did it. It's like 46, 47 weeks of 52. Give us a break, all right? We got to take some time off. And No, I mean, I don't show up every every. You've show. actually been here... Well, no, you missed one episode. I think it was like a year and a half ago. I think it, I, I flew. I flew solo for one of those shows, or we, we canceled it or something. I forget. Well, when we have a show, you're here. When we don't have a show, sometimes you're. We have to. We have to move it. But I'm so uh, Generation X Gaming, a weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories in the past week, and we rant along the way. Live 8 p.m. Eastern Thursday nights, right here on 30 NSG. This is our new home, new channel. We've been here for about six weeks now. This is our sixth episode. Season nine, six episodes already, Sarge, in the new season. All of January. We're now in February. Uh, so you can listen to us. Uh, all the episodes are going to be, this episode will go live on the podcast, audio versions, on February 21st. So the last week's episode is on the 20th. This one drops on the 21st. And then by next week, we should be caught up. That means after next week's show, on Saturday, that's when you'll be able to listen to the next uh, the next episode of Generation X Gaming. So, on today's show, Sarge, we're going to be talking about the multiverses. Player count has dropped. We're going to talk about that a little bit. We're going to be talking about half of uh, Xbox rivals' concern with Activision Blizzard deal regulatory. We're going to talk about Starfield Showcase. Still a bit away because no one knows about it. And, uh, you know, Bethesda's just sorting stuff. They're, they're trying to sorting stuff out, right? Uh, we're talking about Activision Blizzard employees. They're sad because they have to go back to work. They, they've been working, but they have to go back to the actual physical location of the building. So we'll talk about difficult. that. Difficult. Uh, we're going to talk about Microsoft will uh, defend Activision Blizzard acquisition at the UK hearing. I believe that's on February 21st, so next week. Uh, we're going to be talking about Division. Division 3. We're going to see if uh, what Ubisoft is doing with that and also, another game coming out, X Defiant. They're going to be doing crossplay tests soon with that, so we're going to talk about that. We're going to be talking about Xbox and all the mouse and keyboard game support that are, is coming out for that. We're going to talk about Microsoft Emits. That's the title of the, of the main story that we have today. Is Microsoft Emits that Xbox Game Pass cannibalizes game sales? And we'll go more into detail of that. We're going to talk about rumors Sony could have made another studio acquisition. We'll talk about that a little bit. And we'll also talk about Sony's. They're on this rampant uh, patent. And this patent is another weird patent that Sony's doing. So we'll talk about that. It's got to do with NFTs, Sarge. NFTs uh, from Sony. Uh, Dead Island 2 got delayed. Now it's gold. And now it's coming out a little early. And I'll let you know when uh, in just a little bit. Uh, EA, we talked about this story months and months and months ago. That EA was cutting its chains from FIFA. Right. And they said, you know what? We're going to go with the English Premier League because FIFA was like, you need to get us more money. And EA is like, no, we're making billions of dollars and we can't give you another half a mil 
So we're we're going to wipe the slate clean, and we're going to make another deal with somebody else other than you, FIFA. We'll go behind your back. Uh, we're going to talk about Sony says that Microsoft information requests amount is harassment. So Sony went after Microsoft. Microsoft is asking Sony to show some documents, and Sony's like, you're asking for way too much information. It's like asking a, the weight or age of a woman. You just never do it. That's what That's what's happening right now with Sony. Uh, Bungie on today's show, we're gonna talk about Bungie. We don't, we haven't talked about Bungie in a long time, Sarge. I thought we weren't supposed to talk about Bungie, but Bungie's gonna let players skip the new Lightfall campaign, but for a cost. And, and we're gonna talk about this because Goldfish Brain, okay, we're gonna talk about that. Uh, rumored if we have time, Gotham Knights developer is working on their next single player game. Uh, we're gonna talk about uh, in Hogwarts Legacy. This guy created this uh, varium of, uh, uh, it took him 40 plus hours. He collected stuff, built the whole world, and we're going to talk about it. Why? Because he spent 40 hours on it, and he has no one to show it to. So we're going to give him some a little bit of viewership there to go to go check it out. Because it's a single-player game, you can't do it. Uh, and then, I know you're thinking, Sarge, you're like, you know what? We got Marvel games, we got, we got Hogwarts games, we got Transformers games, we got RoboCop games, but... You know what games we haven't been seeing a lot of? Complete games? Well, complete games is it, but Lord of the Rings games, Sarge. There's going to be five Lord of the Rings games coming out in the next two years. Why? I don't, I don't, I don't know. Get it. I don't get it, man. Okay. And that is what's on like, today's like, show. Like five years too late. <laughs> or five years too early. Right? Mm. I think I think plans change. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Uh, but first... Make sure you hit that share, like, subscribe button. If you like what we do here, those things help us out. The viewership uh, helps the small channel of us uh, get promoted to other people. So make sure you hit that like button. If you'd like to go above and beyond that, you can hit the uh, the membership buttons. Four ninety nine helps us out. If you just want to pay the membership just for this podcast, we do four podcasts a month. I mean, it's five dollars for a membership, so it's like a dollar and a quarter for each episode. I think I think it's worth a dollar and a quarter, but that's that's subjective. It's subjective, but you can go and help us out there. And if not, you can just uh, share and like and subscribe. So, all right, Sarge, let's get to what we've been playing. All right, Sarge. Another week, another game. What have you been playing? I know you're not playing Hogwarts Legacy. No, no, I'm not. And uh, because of the Valentine's week and it's kind of busy, I've been pretty much tired. I, I've really been playing anything new this week. All I've really been playing is uh, ESO, trying to clean up some of the slop I've missed over the last uh, six months. Just going through the uh, the legend for the maps and going and see what I missed up on. Nothing, nothing really big. However, however, I did. Because of the whole Velma thing. Thanks for becoming a Velma. Yeah. Velma. And it angered me so much. Just just all the constant stories about it. I'm like, you know what? Before they destroy my childhood completely, I made sure and I went out and I bought the entire collection. The the entire collection. Yeah. The whole thing of Scooby-Doo. Like all the episodes of the original Scooby-Doo. This way, if I think about it, and I think about her at all. I'll just pop one of these things in and erase her from my memory, right? 
this is it was a good deal. It's a, it's the it's this special limited edition. Wait, wait you got to move right. it more and put it in front of your face, Sergeant. Yeah. They can't see yeah. it. There you go. Yeah. He got, yeah. There you go. He's got the mystery machine. Yeah, the mystery machine. He's got the box set of Scooby Doo. He, he wasn't Doo. lying. Doo. We were playing Division that night, and we were talking about the Velma show. And Sarge's like, "Hold on a second. I'm not. I can't do it." And he's like, I, "I just bought the complete set. I bought the complete set of Scooby Doo." Yep. Yep. I'm not. I'm not letting them take out take my childhood without a fight. Uh, YouTube lurker uh, continues his membership. He says, "Get in here, support the content you watch, join the best weekly roundup on the internet." We do appreciate that, lurker. Thank you very much for the kindness and for the membership. So, what have you done? Anything? You know, Sarge. I was thinking about the other day. Obviously, I'm playing Hogwarts Legacy, but I, I know you're playing Hogwarts Legacy. Well, yeah. I, I, I'm actually I'm off the high right now, right? But I was thinking about joining you and playing with you and Brain in ESO. Just to, I don't care about leveling up or anything like that. I was just come in and hang out and, and and play the game with you. But obviously, this week I was I was playing Hogwarts uh, Legacy. I've been playing for ten days. Uh, I've averaged about ten hours a day for ten days. So. I, well, I, I'm, in, I'm in I'm in the section in ESO now where it's it's Craig Lorne. It's that area where you need group people to do all the dungeons and everything anyway. So that'll be good. At least I'll have somebody else that can take hits. Yeah, I'll be I'll be I'll be the companion for you, basically, is what I'll, I'll be. I, I, I'm breaking in my new companion. I'm breaking in my new companion. Yeah, I, I really have no time to put into ESO. So instead of playing Division on Wednesdays, if you wanted to jump into ESO and you and Brainer, I'm giving I'm giving Division a timeout. A little timeout. Uh, I like give it a timeout. You saw how much a level I got in that game. Yeah, you're like nine hundred or something like that, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I, I've lost. I've lost the streak. I got to play something else for a while. Yeah, I was like a hundred away from you, and now I'm four hundred away from you. So you put a you put a little bit of time <laughs> into. Yeah, I just grinded. I just grinded. Like you get it to four attack. Get it to four attack. Get it to four attack. Just grind, grind, grind. So, I mean. It's still fun, but you you know what happens when you yeah, you when you're out. When, when you're in a gaming lull, like like for instance, I really don't have the time to get involved with Hogwarts. I just don't at the moment, so I didn't buy it. Well, I I don't suggest if you if you get it, do what I did, sing down so so fast and with the amount of hours and, and throw in. I I don't regret it in any way, shape, or form. But as I got older, I don't I don't like sitting and playing games for like ten hours. But I feel like. Uh, I'm also not capitalizing on it because I played for 93 hours and I right after I'm done, I should have made all the content in the world and everyone else is making content on Hogwarts Legacy. And I'm at this point now, like, do I make content? Because like all the secrets are out, the puzzles, the thing, everyone's already did it. And I'm like, I guess well, I can throw my hat not, in the that's ring. Not, that's not true. Only the people that are up on the tip of the spear. Sure. No, uh, regular sure. gamers don't get the game immediately and burn through the but, game but immediately. I also, but I also have a person that doesn't want to like ruin something for somebody, right? Like I, I got enjoy... news for you. No, no, you don't want to ruin it. You don't look at the game at all. No, no. But what I'm saying is, I'm not built in the way where like I figured out the puzzles. I don't want to make a. I don't want to make a video going. This is how you figure out the puzzle. Like I want people to figure it out. But at the same time, I know the people that are looking to figure out the puzzle are people that don't want to do the puzzle, right? These are the people that just want to, you know, pay or find it real quick. They don't care. They just want to get the game done and move on to the next thing. Right. So maybe I, maybe I'll, I'll make some content off of it. Maybe I'll make some content this weekend off of Hogwarts. All I mean, right. you can you always do some help guides. Sure. But the, yeah, I could do that. I could do that. So speaking of Hogwarts, Legacy, I did a whole 40 minute breakdown this morning of my thoughts, 93 hours in the game. 
Uh, I know every pretty much every ins and outs that I think I know. There's Did so you 100% it? Did you 100% I, it? I 100% the field guide, and I'm nine pieces of furniture short of completing the entire thing. Like, the entire thing. So you just have to do one trip to Ikea? Like, where do you, I, find, out, where I do you find furniture? I don't know. Like, you find them in chests in certain areas, but I went to every single treasure cavern, okay? Mm -hmm. I've completed them all. There's no... There's no treasure left on my map as far as the the little cave tre uh, cave resources. But you're missing something then. I, nine's, I a, nine's a big number. Yeah, I don't know if there's other vendors that sell it that I haven't found yet. I I don't know, but I'm missing furniture. Uh, I have everything. I have everything uh, uh, in the, else in the game. I absolutely loved it. I absolutely loved it. Um. Water says, uh, if, you, if you're 93 hours into the game and you say you don't like the game, <laughs> what does that make you, 30? I mean, it, it makes me if it... Makes you an IGN reviewer. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, they didn't put that much time in, Sarge. Don't give them that much credit. Oh, I'm sorry. It's a Kotaka review. Yeah, it's a Kotaka it's review. A, it's right? a Kotaka review. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, am, I, I had a blast with the game. 93 hours I put into it, and I played it in a way... And here's a tip for people that want to play the game. When you play this game... If you're if you're if you're going in and you just want to complete the main story, this is not for you, right? But if you want to immerse yourself in the world of Hogwarts, okay, which I do recommend. I don't think this game is like groundbreaking and it's changed the way the landscape of open world games has done, but I do believe it sent what they did for this IP looking to any other IP that wants to make a game sort of like this, this is the blueprint for that, right? Mm -hmm. Like, this is not the best well, open-world game. This is the best no. open-world game with a major IP attached to it, right? Like, I was comparing it this, this morning, Sarge. Like, God of War is a good series, right? But they didn't have to live up to a God of War book and movie. It's just mythology, and they made a game, right, with the character. Where Hogwarts I, I, is based off the books and the movies... And all the fans have all of this stuff already laid out in front of them. And they're like, don't you screw this up, right? Like, because it's all there out in front of them already. Well, it's it's yes and no. Because people have the screenshots in their head of all the places you can go. They just never had the complete blueprint of how you get to those locations in the world. No, but right. it's more and so. No, it's not more just not that. just not just the castle, but everything around it. Yeah, but it's more. Like you know, than that. you know, you know where everything is now because they laid out a blueprint of no, what, not, where things are. I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about like if they put the robes in a certain way and made them look differently, someone would be like, "That's not the robes from Harry Potter. That's not the robes that's, that they described always, in the book." Get people like that. No, no, but you that's know? what I'm saying. There's, there's, there's a, there's a predetermined thing that's already out there. Anyway. If you want to play this game and you want to immerse yourself into it, do the main quest, like a, one main quest, then do a side quest. Like So if you do a main quest and the main quest sends you to this town, when you're in that town, then, or that little, little uh, yeah, town, if you're in that little town, do everything around that town. If there's a cave, do the cave. If there's a Merlin's puzzle, do the Merlin's puzzle. If there's uh, a little den, oh. do the den. Right? Don't skip around. Once you're done with everything within the vicinity of the area, then go do a side quest. And then when, wherever that side quest takes you, then do everything in that area. Because what happened to me 93 hours in is like, was I here before? I don't remember if I did this before. Now, when you do certain things on the map, okay, it does leave the map. Like you do the treasure caves. 
But the problem is, like, if you're looking for the field guides and you're looking for everything else, make sure you go around that area and then do it because you're ding, 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 right? You're, you're trying to find the stuff. And if you're bouncing all over the map and doing certain things, the flute system uh, where the green, the green, like, fast travel points, if you do a quest and then do that thing area, then get the you know you've been there and you know you've done the areas. Use the flute, uh, the the flu uh, thing as a example of like a checkbox of I've been here, I did the cave, I did the the den, I got the the chests, I got the I got everything in that area. I'm done. Another thing for an example is there's balloons all over the map that you can pop with your broomstick. Okay, don't do what I did, which is fly through all the balloons okay and and go okay i completed the balloons because there's landing pads okay you go through the balloons and then find the landing pad because once the balloons are gone you're like where the fuck are these landing pads right because the landing pads are where the balloons in the vicinity where the balloons were they led a trail to the landing pad around the vicinity so it was easy it was easier to find well, if you pop all the balloons and don't get the landing pad, you'll be like, uh, where's the landing pads? And you got to go look up some guides or whatever, which I did not do. I got help from two things, okay? And it was an hour 91 and 92, okay? One, Stealth helped me with this puzzle, which I won't ruin it for anybody because I want you to figure it out. There was this puzzle, and I tried every spell to the book except one spell. Stealth said, oh, you have to do this. I went, Thanks, Stealth. And I did it. I was like, that makes sense, right? Perfect. The next tip was I was looking for the last quest. Didn't know where it was. I was like bouncing back and forth. I, no flag? No flag? There is a flag, but I didn't know the color of the flag changes from if it's black, that's where the quest is in that area. And if it's white, you cl you, you cleared it out. Okay. Oh, that's Skyrim, bro. Well, Come yeah, on, man. 92 hours in, someone goes, yeah, the, there's a black flag at Hogwarts. Just go there. And I was like, bro, bro, 92 hours. Come I on, felt I, I felt like black and, it's all black and white, bro. Come yeah, on. I, I felt like an idiot at that point. But I absolutely love this game. If you guys want to know what my actual thoughts and, and stuff are, I go more detail this morning uh, in the first 40 minutes of the video. I go in detail with the characters, the story, the, the, the land. I love this game. I know why I love this game so much, Sarge. Um, and I do that. I mean it. This is one of my top games, right? Because I, I'm not a Harry Potter fan. I it's like only them. February. I, I'm talking about one of my favorite games that I've played of ever, all time. Of all time. Oh, all right. Yeah, yeah. Right. I had so much fun going around and playing Hogwarts and all the stuff it is. Now, obviously, me saying it's one of my greatest games of all time, it's not the top one, right? I like Red Dead, Red Dead 2, Mass Effect 2, like these types of games, right? Mass Effect's not an open world game, but the relationship, the stuff that you do in that game, like the story, the dialogue, this had it in this game, but it was like light of it because you're in high school, right? You're, 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 you're a kid. You're not an adult. So I, I connected with them a little bit because I, I've been in high school and I understand like the way they talk and... Some people go, oh, the dialogue's kind of cringy, but it's not really cringy. It's that's if you go watch the movies, I said this last week. If you go watch like Harry Potter one and two and the way Hermione talks to Harry and Harry talks to Ron, that's how they talk. They, they, the amount of detail and the attention to detail in this game of what they've done is, is, is crazy good. Okay. From the 
the detail of the town, the detail of the of the castle, the you go into an office or a classroom or go down the hallway, the attention to detail is just like take your time with this game. I, I took 93 hours. Take your time. Just walk into a room and just look at everything. Now I understand if it doesn't have to do with the main quest or story. You just run in the room, get the quest, and run out and go do your thing. If you're that type of person, by all means, you can be done with the game in like 20 hours. But if you really just enjoy what these developers did, like these developers loved what they did. You could tell. You could tell that they loved what they did. Now, is there a developer on the team that maybe doesn't like Harry Potter and he's working sure. this was just a job? Sure. But overall, as a team, the attention to detail that they do, there's things I saw, Sarge, that I'm flying with my broom, and all of a sudden, I see the hippogriff flying in the air, okay? He comes out of nowhere, starts to fly, and then he dive bombs towards the lake, swoops down and grabs a fish or something out of the water and then flies off. And I'm like, that's cool. I know it's not a big deal, but that's cool because in my brain, it's like, that's a real hippogriff. He's he's feeding his kids or baby or whatever he's doing, right? He's finding a meal, I flew over the water and I saw the big octopus or squid, whatever's in the water that comes out and starts to come out of the water. I was like, that's cool, right? There's like little things. There's two knights in the school that they're next to each other and you walk by them and the one knight turns to the other, hits him with the with the, with the axe and starts to beat him up and then break him apart. Just like little things. There's there's the attention to detail where the, one of the students is getting yelled out by their parents through the, the letter from the movie that like screams at them just screaming at the kid in the middle of and his friends are like, whoa, what's the problem with here? There's just so much attention to detail in this game. It's great. Different type of detail than like Division with all the trash everywhere, right? Like that's really good, the amount of detail they did to make that world feel post-apocalyptic. or regularly. This, is that you? Uh, this makes you feel like you're in the world of Harry Potter. I think they had a good balance with the with the classes, going to class. I talked about this a little bit last week. Going to class, meeting your friends. I wish there was more quest. And my only complaint is I wish there was more because it was so entertaining and so good, like doing the dialogue and going on quests with Sebastian and Nat and uh, Poppy, that I wish there was more students that you went on. There was like smaller little things that you did with other, with other uh, students. But for the most part, it was like real quick, real quick ones. And there was three main characters that you did for side quests with. I wish there was more of that way, way more of that. Was the, is, is the, I know it's going to sound dumb, but is the bathroom in the game where the girl Myrtle is that it, bathroom? It's, it's in the game. Yes. It, that bathroom is actually in the it's game. It's in the game. Yeah. You can go in and flush the toilets. The, I, every time I flush the toilet starts, I thought about you shooting the fire extinguishers in, in division. You're like, oh, this has got to be an achievement. You like shooting them all. Like, I would run into every bathroom. I and still, I still shoot fire extinguishers. And it says flush, right? And I'm like, this has got to be a thing. So I would flush every single toilet and go to every bathroom and flush the toilets, just because I was like, maybe there's an achievement that says flush all the toilets. I don't know. Right? Yeah, can you can you get into the chamber of secrets though? Because that get bathroom. Into the chamber of secrets because this takes place a hundred years before, and I don't so think Myrtle's not there dead yet. yet. Yeah, yeah, I don't think. Um, but they could add stuff. One hundred percent. Sure. Um, but, uh, but see, but that the the game did a good thing by setting a precedent of what a game is supposed to look like when you care about the IP. That's what you do, right? Now, what you have to, well, what we have to do, 
is look to see how long they actually took to make that game. Uh, it took five years to make it. It started in 2017. Leaks started coming sure? out in 2018. Yeah. 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 Th- then they kind of redesigned it and, and whatnot. Paul, real quick, is asking me, 30, uh, what was the last game you played that you really loved before Hogwarts? I mean, I loved High on Life. I loved uh, Hi-Fi Rush. But those are not the same type of games, right? Like, the last open-world game that I played that I absolutely fell in love with was Red Dead Redemption. Red Dead Redemption 2, sorry. Red Dead Redemption 2, I 100%ed it just like I did for Hogwarts. I played nonstop, played it, got lost in the in the West, and played it. it just... I absolutely loved it. I love I love games that you can like dive into and and just lose yourself. And just lose yourself, right? I love the story. I'm a story guy, and I love the story in Red Dead with Ar- Arthur Morgan, right? I loved the story that they did. I, I didn't think the story was like groundbreaking. Like I I figure stuff out. I literally said stuff on stream and then it came true. Like I could figure stuff out real early in in stories, but that's not what I what I liked about it. I just liked that the world building, the, uh, and, I, and I said this before, what Grand Theft Auto does, what Red Dead Redemption did, what other open world games do, right? Like, I liked Elden Ring as well, but Elden Ring didn't capture me as much. Like, I didn't 100% that game. I only played about 60, 70 hours, but it kept me really entertained, but I, I got lost in it in a kind of different way. Red Dead, to me, the way that you, like, when you start the game and you go across the the desert, uh, there there could be something that happens, or across the forest, all of a sudden a wolf attacks you. Uh, a guy's a pedestrian's walking and then robs you or mugs you. Uh, there's a mission. There's you're hunting something. You're you're killing something. There's always something within the. Ten, they say it's a ten second. Yeah, it's like a thirty second. I think it was back in the day with the. I think it was like a no, thirty no, forty five second. No, 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 no in Hogwarts ten. it's ten seconds. I watched his that guy's video. Uh, uh, but Steve, Steve, what, what's his name? Luke, Luke, Luke Stevenson. Um, he he did a, a thing where he said it's 10, it's 5, 10, and 15 seconds in Hogwarts. It's a 45-second rule is what the article was years ago, right? And that's why we brought it up on this podcast years ago when we were, did Red Dead Redemption. They had, this, they had this rule, and people now are just being woken up to it because of, of Luke did the actual, uh, you know, the, the video. But that's what it is. It's the attention span. It's like when you play Destiny, why is it so good? You're shooting things. You feel good. You get back on your spare. You drive across the thing. There's something else to kill. There's something else to shoot. There's a there's a chest to open up. There's a there's a mission to do. There's a, a bounty to get. That's why the loop is good, right? So Red Dead was very good at doing this, right? Mass Effect was good at doing this, but it's a completely different because it's not an open world game. It's just dialogue and, and, and building that uh, relationship with your your People didn't like uh, Mass Effect Andromeda. The worst part about Andromeda was the main story. The best part about it was the side quests that you did for your crew, like to, to get to meet your crew and 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 bring them on different missions and stuff, right? So that's that's what I liked about it. Uh, he, Paul also says it could be that you've been playing so many bad games up to Hogwarts is making it feel even better. I don't play that many bad games. I'll be honest with you. I, I like I'm playing Battlefield and stuff, but that's a year and a half later. Like I don't buy a lot of crap games. Like people think Gotham Knights was a crap game because of the 60 frames per second, but the single player story mode of that game was a good game. I enjoyed it and I played it and beat it and put it down just like I did any other single player game, right? So it has nothing to do that I've been playing bad games. Hogwarts is a really good game, right? And that's what a game should be. It should be made finished 
and sold. Not waiting six months, not waiting eight months, 12 months. It should be done and launched and good. And, it, and good games rise to the top, right? That's what they do. I, I could see, I could see how they could just do. And all, and all honesty, if this is the, if this is the, the, the template for a Harry Potter game, you don't even need to, you need to make a sequel. You can just do the entire movie series, right? Like, you could. Like, you, you did this. This is a prequel, and now you could do seven games in a row. You just do each of the movies in video game format using what you have, right? right. You could. Yeah, I, I now here's the thing. I said before this game even came out. Uh. I said that this game needs to be co-op. Well, it doesn't it, need to be. It no, would be fun. No. 93 hours in, Sarge. I'm telling you right now, it needs to be co-op. Okay? Something that Gotham Knights did really well was co-op. Drop in, drop out, beat up the baddies in the city. It feels good. Regardless of what people think about that game, if you played it, you'll know what I'm talking about. When you play with a rando or with a buddy inside Gotham Knights, Okay, you're going around the city beating up bad guys where you could go up north, I could go down south, we could be separate, and then we could come together and do missions and we could beat the bad guys and play the missions. Fantastic. As friends. With Hogwarts Legacy, okay, I'll show a video of this guy. He he put together, he spent 40 hours, okay, 40 hours building this thing. Now, Are you looking for a job? It's, single, it's a single-player game. Right, if he's an adult, his wife or girlfriend or boyfriend, whatever, sees it, and that's it. Right, him posting it to social media, other people can see it, but nobody sees this. Nobody comes in here. Right, it would be cool if I could come into his game and I see this archway, and I'm like, dude, where'd you get that archway? I got this archway. Let me go show you where I got it. Great, and then we go do the mission together. Right, we go do the co-op mission together. Right, like that is what this is. I've said it in this morning stream. I said that this game doesn't need to like make the whole game co-op but it needs a co-op inside of hogwarts itself the hub like the tower i said this last week i said the weeks before it needs to have some social aspect where if i want to play summoner's cup and i just want to play games with my friends or wizard's chess or i want to go uh broom racing or hippogriff racing this should be a thing in the game where you can go do these things quinnage whatever okay go to someone's room of requirements check it out and go man this is really cool where did you get this from? Where did you get that outfit from? Let's go do this. Let's go hang out here. And just go in the world and be a part of this world together, right? Some of the best moments in Hogwarts Legacy is when I'm on a mission with Sebastian or Nat or Poppy, and we're going through my companions with me, and they're fighting alongside with me. When Fig is fighting alongside me or Poppy's fighting alongside me on this one mission, they're so sporadically through the whole place that I feel like, Man, they're missing something here. They, it would be really, really cool if every mission I could you be like Sebastian. That. You're coming with me. Yeah, but it's you're, but that's the way a, a first game has to be. You leave room for the sequel. When you sure. do Hogwarts sure. Legacy two, then it's co-op and you have this whole other thing to do. That's it sure. gives you some place to go. Well, I'm also criticizing it because it was so good when they did the companion thing when they came on the mission with you, that I want more of the companion. I want more missions with the companions. I want a buddy to go with, right? What am I looking at? What am I looking at? I don't even see the thing on stream. I, Where was it? I just took I it off. You, you took it off? I never saw it. Yeah, it was. I, it, I never saw it. What do you now I see it. Yeah, it was up there. Um, Like, the best part about the game to me would be, like, when we played Fallout, Sarge, what was the one thing we said when we played Fallout 3? 
right? We're like, oh man, this game would be better co-op. if it was co-op, right? Mm-hmm. Then Fallout 4 came out, and then they had the, the the base building, a very detailed base building. We're like, man, this is really cool. It'd be great if it was co-op, and I could we could build a base together. And right. then Fallout <laughs> 76 came out, and then you could do all that stuff, and everyone's like, well, this is a crap game because when they when it's they launched crap. it, it was crap, right? So that's that's what it needs to be. It needs to be a good co-op game. Now, obviously, uh, we had a conversation this morning. Someone's like, I like single-player games better than co-op games. My thing is, you don't have to play co-op, but the option should be there. And I brought up, like, Star Wars Battlefront, right? Third-person, first-person, right, is an option there. Left shoulder, right shoulder is an option there. You can swap shoulders. You can go first-person. You can go third-person. If I like to play in third-person, then I play in third-person. If I like playing in first-person, I play in first-person. It should be an option in the game to be to play single player or co-op, right? But I absolutely love the game. I, I think it's well worth the full price of it. Obviously, it's going to go down, and I think this this game 100% uh, is going to s- smash some records as far as uh, the, the game sales, but we'll never know, right? We'll never know. Yeah, we'll know. We'll know what those sales are going to be. Only if it breaks a record. If it doesn't break a record, it's somewhere in between. It'll be like, uh, there's a... Uh... A bunch of people played. It's the number one selling game in the month of February. They won't tell you what that number is. They'll be just very generic of what it is. Oh, right? no, they'll have to tell you. That the report's got to come out. Reports will come out one way or the other. So that's what I've been playing. I've been playing nothing but Hogwarts Legacy. Uh, fantastic game, gameplay, combat. Oh, here's the best part. I said this earlier this morning as well. Everyone's like, combat's kind of clunky and boring. It's just repetitive. Those people didn't play the game. They just ran through the main story, hit the right trigger, killed some guys, and moved along. The combos that you do in this game and how powerful you can be, everyone's like, well, Avocadabras is just OP. Those people also don't know what they're talking about because Avocadabra right, is, is, is not even close to the other spells that you can do with the combos, right? Glacius freezing somebody and then having the talent where it spreads onto somebody else and then transforms somebody and slam them with some, blows up the entire group in one hit. Okay. That's OP. Avracadaver does one guy and that's it. And you have to wait like two and a half minutes to get it back. Okay. People have no idea because they're just well, like, you learn, you learn the combos. Yeah. There's the so many different things. And each, each bad guy has a tell, right. Of something to do. And if you hit him with that tell, you can, like, for instance, the Doug Bugs or whatever, the Doug uh, Lizard guys, they're about to spit their tongue. You you, you do a, a Leviosa. It pulls them by the tongue, and then you slice it, slices their tongue, and kills them instantaneously, right? When the spiders... Oh, like a like a one-shot. Like a, like a one-shot, like a... yeah, right? Uh, the, the spiders dig into the ground, and you can Leviosa them and pull them out and, and, and bust their heads off and stuff like that, right? There's, like, these little things for each of the characters, and there's 67 different characters but and you wouldn't know that until you you played it over yeah, and over. Yeah, just just play and, and, and do yep. stuff, right? Yep. So it's it's really really cool the way the different combos happen. And again, if you're if you're going into a game going, well, it's very repetitive and it's boring and uh, every game's repetitive, uh, right? But it's what a game is, right? Imagine like rolling dice in a dice game and going, ah, it's very repetitive. I'm just rolling dice. Repetitive. It's 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 you tricking me and making me think it's not is the idea. Yeah. All games are repetitive. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm playing uh, Melrose. I'm playing on uh, Xbox Series uh, X. Yeah. So, all right, Sarge, let's get to the top stories. Mm-hmm. 
All right. So the uh, first story I want to talk about, multiverses, player count has dropped by nearly, this story says 100%. I saw another one said 99%. So the player base, now again, we don't know the player numbers on console. We only know Steam. Steam is the thing that everyone knows because you can see the player count or, or whatnot. Wait, I, th I thought you said it dropped 1%. No, no, 100%. Oh, that's not good. Yeah. Well, but everybody everybody stopped playing? Is that yeah, what you're saying? Yeah, basically. So according to SteamDB, an online tracker that keeps all kinds of statistic data per, uh, pertaining uh, pertaining to the game's purchase and played through the Steam, Multiverses has seen a big drop in the daily peak players this week. With a number of drops below 1,000 players, the official for the game is now at 986 players. That represents 99.3% drop since launch. Now, these numbers are far cry from the hugely successful launch when Multiverse peaked at 143,000 players on day one, followed by a jump to 153,000 players the next day. Now, Warner Brothers had plenty of reasons to expect that this had a long-term smash hit on their hands the months after launch. Just one month after the game's release, Warner Brothers proudly announced that Multiverses had been playing by over 20 million people. Now players are leaving in droves. This can possibly attribute the fans' reaction to the Battle Pass system, particularly with the most recent Season 2 update. Its poor monetization system and its slow uh, addition to, to new characters to the roster, the last time a character was added to the roster was Marvin the Martian back in Season 2, launched on November 15th, 2022. Season 3 was originally scheduled for February 14th, but was pushed back to give players more time to complete the Season 2 Battle Pass. Now, Season 3 is scheduled to uh, go live on March 31st, and there's no official word yet on which Warner Brothers own characters. Now, I made a video because I'm a psychic, Sarge, okay? I I have an emote that, that, that's, that proves the I'm a swami, psychic. The Swami? Yeah, the, the Swami one, okay? I said when I played this game, not this past November, but the November before in 2021, when I played the beta and I said, this game lives and dies on how fast they can get heroes out. Okay. Yeah. But that shouldn't matter. It shouldn't matter. But yeah, but it shouldn't. If, if, if you have a good, a good roster to begin with, it keeps people playing. And then as people are playing and learn all the moves then a new guy comes out, you're telling me guys have to come flying out every week. When, for, 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 if, the, for the population to stay stable? If that this, doesn't make if, no sense. If, if this was 1995 and this was an arcade machine that you put quarters in, okay, and it came out on your Nintendo system, 100% it wouldn't have to do what it's doing. But this is 2023. It's a dime a dozen game where this is a fighting game. And I think there's a first-person shooter game and there's an open-world game. Hogwarts Legacy is taking 93 hours of my time. Uh, Destiny is taking 3,000 hours of my time, Right. So it's either give me what I want, okay, or get the hell out of my face, right? And that's what these fighting games, right? This game is fun. I played it every single day for two months straight when it came out. Logging in, doing the quest, doing the dailies, doing the doing the, the you know the homework, and then the, then homework okay? was over. And then I was like, you know, you know what? I don't care why because it's a free to play game. And this is another this is another point. It's a free to play game. And you have to unlock the stuff. Well, unlocking stuff takes a little bit of a grind or a little bit of a paycheck right, to, to throw towards it. And then people are like, yeah, this is taking too much time to do this. And I don't really want this character. I want to let this other character comes out. When's this other character coming out? We data mined or we read. We didn't data mine. We read a data mine when it first came out that there was like 33 characters like Fred Flintstone, Johnny Bravo, like all these other characters that were supposed to be coming to the game. And they added a bunch of people they added black adam they added uh rick and morty 
Uh, they 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 put in Gizmo. They put in Stripes. They put in Marvin Martian. They've added a bunch of people, but this this is not what it is, right? There was a whole cast of uh, Game of Thrones characters that were supposed to be in here. There was a, a whole cast of uh, uh, other characters they were supposed to put, but they're just they're just milking it for as much as they can, right? Here's rank. We had to wait a long time for ranked matches. Then they took rank away. Then they bring rank back. Then they're doing all this stuff. It's a shame, okay, because do you know why Smash was fantastic? Because it was on one system, first off, okay, and there was a buy-in. And you would purchase all of these characters with one buy-in. Then they sold DLCs, if I'm not mistaken, right? I think Duplass played a, a lot of Smash, and you can clarify, right? Did they nickel and dime you for every single person that came to the game? Did you have to grind your ass off to get these characters? No, you bought the game, you had... 25 characters i remember the stream like two years ago when nintendo direct the whole the whole direct was just naming 25 other characters they were bringing to the game and i think it was for a a, a fee for like dlc or whatever but when you nickel and dime people for this and there's just game after game coming out taking your time away from this it, it's not it's not going to last you see all these other free-to-play games that are closing down these live service games are shutting down left and right now Right. What's what I find uh, reaffirming, especially for me, is we've been talking about time all last year. All last year, we were, we were the, most of the shows we talked about. We talked about we're not selling games anymore. They're trying to sell me time, or they're trying to buy my time. Right. Right. And and here's and here here's the culmination of it. All these games canceled. All these games come out and die. Why? Because all these games are trying to take more time from you than you actually need to be in them. Right. Right, because they're all trying to that they're the 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 uh, mad scientists in the corner, the psychologists and the psychiatrists in the corner, going, "Well, if we get him to play for five minutes a piece and then hit him with two or three mental block things, we can get him to give him a nickel." Like they're they're trying to do that, right? Right, and we're we're like, "I'm not giving you ten minutes. I'm not giving you five minutes." KMA GTFO. <laughs> Duplass says that you could uh, the pass for five dollars for five characters. He says, and you also could buy the, the DLC character individually. Do we, what was the price individual for for the stuff, right? Because in this game, uh, it's like $15 just for a skin for one of the characters, right? $15 just for the skin. You're saying I could buy five characters for $5. That's a that's a dollar a character. That's actually actually a pretty good price, right? It's crazy. So that's uh, that's the story there. So they're hurting. And- so wait, how long, how long has the game been out? It hasn't even been out a year. It came out six months ago in, in oh, the summer. Oh God, you're you're good. That's good. That's it. The game had its that. I don't. I don't first of all, there's not even a store anymore. You 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 put out a game. It did its run six months, eight months. You're you're at a year. Close. You're down shop. to one percent. You're good. Not even a year. Whatever, a year. man. You're you're good, There's man. You got five it. Five months out from a year. You're good, man. Six months. Game run. A game run like six seven months. You're good. And that's it. Next. Just put it down. Next. Yeah, all right. It's not a Skyrim. It's a fighting game. You it's got six game. months out of a fighting game? Oh, I got two months out of it. All right, next one. I'm, I'm, t- I'm talking to them. They got six months out of a fighting game? Good for them. Be proud. Next one. Not really a story, but it's a story nonetheless. Okay. Starfield Showcase. Okay. Maybe a while as Bethesda is still sorting stuff out. Okay. I... Again, uh, again, swarmy. Sh- okay, I 
said that, look, before the new year happened, I said, if they don't announce something in January, then we get into February and February goes through and we're going. I was like, there's no way this is launching in the first half of the year. And I picked November. I said November is when it's going to come out. Okay. Now, obviously, there's a there's a rumor. Take it with a grain of salt. Okay, I'm not going to hit the button. But that that it could come out on June 29th, like right at the end of the of the first half of the year. And as as a celebration for the Activision Blizzard deal going through, we were going to release Starfield. Right. Right. So they delayed it already. They said it's going to be in the first half of the year. If it comes out, here's the biggest thing, right? This is the scrutiny that Todd Howard has to deal with, where if they do launch it like a not a shadow drop, because a shadow drop means you know nothing about it and then they just drop it at you. Right. But if they drop it early because of Game Pass and the game comes out and it happens to be like Fallout 76 or Cyberpunk, right? Then they're they're going to be bad because not only did they delay it from November and then launch it unfinished, they're going to be having a shit to take it with, okay? But if they delay it again, which is not really delayed because they don't actually have a date to let you know, and they push it back to like November, then they have extra months to do and fix it and then it comes out and it's in a better state and it actually works and it's not a Cyberpunk 27 or a Fallout 76, well, then they're in better shape, right? I think if Starfield says they're like, maybe maybe next week they come out and they're like, hey, right? But we're almost to March, right? We're halfway through February. Now you have March, April, May, June. Well, if they, if they do it in March, you have three months, which is now in that same time frame. Actually, no, it's less than time frame because they gave us five months for Fallout 4, okay? So... They're already two months past. This will be the the quickest they do a turnaround for a AAA game, right? Fallout, uh, not Fallout, I mean, Fallout Shelter, which is a mobile game, they announced and then said it's out now, right? So that's instantaneous, but that's a mobile game. This is a AAA game, and they have no idea. They're like, uh, we're trying to figure stuff out. Where do we put it? Like, they can't drop it. They can't drop it next to Redfall because it would, it would cannibalize Redfall's uh, stuff that's going on, right? Especially if they want people to play Redfall. They're not going to drop it like a week after or two weeks after because then no one will play Redfall. They'll all go play Starfield, and, and, it, and it kills that whole thing, right? So what do you think, Sarge? Do you, are they going to drop it in the first half? Like, surprise, or we're running out of time here for the first half of the year, and it gets pushed yeah. back. Do you think it gets pushed back to 2024? Well, once again, this is how it goes. It doesn't matter when it comes out because it's only on Game Pass and only on Xbox. So it doesn't matter. Right. Well, PC as well, but yeah. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't matter, right? And so if we're going to follow the order of what they said, which I don't believe, Redfall's got to come out first. And if I want Redfall to come out, it better come out during an area where people are paying attention. Otherwise, That's it ends up being like a, right? It ends up being like a back for blood, right? Everyone's right. excited about it for a whole week, and then no one cares anymore. Right. And, and right? mind you, last week we talked about back for blood and supported for the game it's done right and what is that a year year and a half and they, they're, they're moving my, on my guess is my guess is it'll probably be some kind of the, the the only thing i can think about that that bethesda might be doing is they're working on some type of promotion with game pass like right now the xbox people are sitting in a room what, what kind of promotion I mean, I'm going to give it to you. I, I know. I'm going to give it to you. It's going to be some type of deal 
that if you go order Game Pass, if you don't have Game Pass and you get Game Pass, you get this game. It'll be a special edition thing if you don't have Game Pass yet. And then you get Game Pass and you're going to get Starfield. Like that kind of promotion. Like if you, like not like a dollar for the first month, but like maybe, maybe 10 bucks for six months. Like something crazy and Starfield special edition. You get these extra things like that kind of thing, because right now it doesn't matter what they say to me. Right. I don't think the game is ready, but I don't think they care because I saw them release fallout 76 and they don't care. Right. Okay. Right. All right. They obviously don't care. It, this, this, the precedent will be set where this game will come out. And you're going to have no tangible numbers to tell you whether or not the game is good, bad, or indifferent based on anything but a guy who says, I played it. It's good. Here's my review. You're going to get no numbers. You're not going to get any any sales no. numbers. No. Right? Because it's on Game Pass. Right. 20 million so, people uh, played it. This this I think this, this might be the first AAA title that has zero sales numbers. And it's going to be, tr- well, and it's going to try to be promoted as if it's selling well, right? No matter yeah. what, right? Because yeah. no matter what, yeah. the no number what, you give is whoever has Game Pass, right? Twenty million people, right? Twenty million people right. stared at it, yeah. Like, and it might say underneath their breath, twenty million people stared at it, and it's the most amazing game ever. Like, yeah, twenty million well people. This is what twenty million people can download it. But they they won't they won't tell you how many people actually played it right right so unless that number is high enough and they they're excited to so, tell you so know name about me it. name me another game I I think this is the precedent name me another game that's a AAA title only on Game Pass I don't think there is one I think this is the first one I'm pretty sure this is the first one Ma- major IP title only on Game Pass will have no sales numbers and is delayed and they don't care. Like, right. What kind of what kind of wow factor can it be? Like, even listen, even if it's really good, right? And I'm saying a lot there, right? Let's say it's it's above average Bethesda. The bugs are below fifty percent, right? It's a good game. It comes out. It's on the box of the Xbox. Woo! Right? Comes out. Hey, it's a really good game. Yay! Starfield. It's on Game Pass. Right. Right. What's the, what's the hype? Hey, bro, go get it. Hey, we gotta come over and play it. No. Oh, you have an Xbox. Oh, you have Game Pass. Oh, it doesn't matter. Like this is the most. It's gonna be. This is the most anti-hype, non-scalable game. You can't even find out what it's gonna do. Right. It's just this. It's a multi-million-dollar production that just exists. One day it won't exist, and then it does. But then no one will actually care when it does because. You're not buying it. It's just on my system. Right. It's going to be interesting. I want to see how it breaks down. I want to see what they're going to say. No, no. They, when they when the game comes out, like what are they well, going to say? Well, Mo, that, that they've never. Well, in the last five years, they don't tell sales numbers anymore. They tell you hours played, how many people downloaded it, how right. many people, how it. many people played it. Right. Like Sea of Thieves, they tell you like uh, fifteen million people played, but how many people bought it how many people right and this is this is what we're saying as far as they they're not going to tell you the number right they'll tell you whatever number is higher right so let's say um most downloaded game in in whatever month so let's say uh eight million people or let's say two million people played it 
but 5 million people downloaded it. They'll tell you that 5 million people downloaded the game, but they won't tell you how many people play the actual game because you just assume that if they downloaded it, they played it, right? Which is not always the case. Someone just downloads a game and then puts it in their, in their library and they're like, I'll play it later type of thing, right? Or they'll tell you hours played. So let's say there was 1 million people that played it, but the numbers are high enough and those out of a million people, 20% played 100 hours. Then they'll be like, well, 20 million hours were played in this particular game. They'll use whatever number they have to justify to make it sound better than it is, right? That's the world we live in nowadays. Ticket prices, movie tickets, uh, whatever. All of them do the exact same thing. Best, best game the week of Halloween, yeah, during it'll be a some, Thursday where the moon is shining bright on a, you know, whatever. Yeah, it'll be it'll be some convoluted sentence that makes it sound really good, but if you think about it for more than three seconds, you're like, it doesn't really say anything, right? And and Jesse, let me ask you a question: Why would you want to buy it? Right. Like, what what reason do you have to buy Starfield? If you own a PC or an Xbox and you have Game Pass, why are you buying Starfield? Why? <clears throat> I, I see John Travolta doing that thing, that meme where he just looks standing around looking yeah, this like, way and he's got the piece of paper in yeah, his yeah. hand. Like he's <laughs> yeah. like from, that's the meme I see fiction. when I yeah. when somebody says to me you want to buy Starfield. I'm like, why? Right. What why? JM Ford, any company he says any company would uh, would uh that to make their numbers look good. Not in the past. In the past there was actually a thing called sales numbers, right? Like when a movie sells tickets, they want to tell you how awesome the, the movie was. And the sales numbers let people know what that is. So if someone went out and they said it sold $160 million the first opening weekend, everyone's like, oh, well, it sold really good the first weekend. And that, that's the old mentality. Now it's hours watched, downloads. Uh, and, and if those numbers don't hit, it's downloads on, on a Saturday. Or right. people played on a Friday. Most most played right. most played of week this. Like right. it'll be some number one it, selling arcade right. racing game to, sold in twenty twenty one. Whatever. Right, because you have to you have to manipulate what the words are because if you say the wrong thing, it's false advertising. Yeah. Right. That's that's basically what it comes down to. Uh, this is what I'm saying. This is going to be very very interesting, and I still say fifty fifty. It comes out this year. I'm telling you. So 50-50. So I have I have a couple of lines here, right? It says, Halo Infinite has sold over 2 million copies worldwide. This was October 4th of 2022, right? January 25th, Halo has 20 million have played Halo Infinite. Okay, so 2 million copies sold. 20 million people have played it. Okay. Right. So 18 million people got it from Game Pass right. or free. With, uh, with, wait, but that would mean that would mean 18 out of the 20 million people that have Game Pass tried Halo. That number seems kind of big. Right. Right. OK. You're, you're telling me out of the 20 million subscribers, 18 of the 18 million of the 20 million all tried Halo. Sounds weird. Same doesn't it? Same, same article. January 25th, 2022. 18 million people played Forza Horizon 5. Right. They don't tell you like they played, but how many people purchased? How many people bought that game? Is that game successful? Because I'll tell you what, if if everyone plays the game like myself on Game Pass that doesn't buy car skins or season passes or battle passes, you're not making anything. You're you're making zero dollars off of me, except for the fifteen dollars I paid for for the ultimate, uh, or ten dollars for for the regular thing. Like, right? And here it says Halo Infinite becomes. This is January twenty seventh. 
which two days after the last article, Halo Infinite becomes the second best-selling game of December of 2021, even though the available on Xbox Game Pass, right? Like, do you see the word pledge, right? It's the number one selling game of December of 2021. But what's that sales? What is the sales number of that? They could have sold 100. And the, the, the one behind it sold 99. It's the number one selling game of December. How many copies did it sell? How many things did it sell? They used to never hide the numbers. But now that it's digital, now that it's in the in-house, now that it sells the last five years, six years, the only thing we have to go by is the UK, okay? Right. Physical copies, which they right. just did for Hogwarts, right? Here's, here's a, a dumb stat, but they're like, Hogwarts sold so well, 80% more than Elden Ring did Okay, of last year in February, 80% physical. Well, they could have sold 100 copies, and now they sold 80% more of 100 copies, and it's the number one selling game, right? But the selling of Hogwarts Legacy, the best-selling game, it outsold Elden Ring in the UK. But what's that number, right? So when you when you sold to middle management, when you sold games to Game Pass, they knew what was sold to Game Pass, so they know how many games were sold, right? Because don't forget... When the game was in Game Pass, right? When the game is in Game Pass, they don't count the sales from Game Pass or, game, or, or the sales from GameStop. Sorry, GameStop with the middleman, right? GameStop gives you sales of GameStop. Sales of the game is how many copies were bought by other stores to put into their store. That's a sale, right? Right? They bought the game from them to put in their store. That's a sale. Now, what Target sells or what GameStop sells is their numbers. But before we had the numbers because what was sold was sold. You had the number. Now you don't have the number. Now it's just whatever they feel like telling you. Right. At, at the moment they feel like telling you something good, that's it. Here, here's the perfect example, right? In my Twitch stream, it tells me the concurrent viewers. It tells me the chat rate. It tells me the views total. What sounds better, right? We have 26 concurrent viewers, okay? Concurrent viewers, which we're at 43 now or 41. But then views is 323. So if I was advertising my channel in the first 20 minutes, we got 633 views, right? But really, there's only 42 people watching the actual thing, right? But if I use the 633, you're like, wow, that's a lot. Or if I break it down even more of the hours watched, right? If 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 100 people watch 10 minutes, I could say it's like it's two hours worth of content that you've watched. Right. But even though each person only watched for 10, it's whatever I want to spin it as as making it sound better than it is. But yeah, I'm going, really, it's just what it is. I'm going 50 50. 50 50 even comes out this year. 50 50. 50 50. Because it's it's in a worse position that 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 Halo was. Halo was announced by management of being not going to make or break. And now you have this game that's a triple A title that everyone loves the company and we all want to see what they're going to make. But at the same time, there's no hype behind it. It's just whenever it feels like coming out. Right. Right. I mean, sure, sure, they'll be excited, but we're, we're, we're going to switch topics and we're going to move over to Activision Blizzard. Okay. The next, the next story I want to talk about is Activision Blizzard employees will be required to return back to the office. Right. Now, there's two sides of this, and I'm going to tell you my personal experience working in the film industry and having to uproot my life, basically moving all the time for, for different jobs. And I'll give you my perspective of this. Okay, so Activision employees will have to return to work on site, according to some individuals who work for the company. Work from home arrangements have been subjected to much debate since companies were forced to allow remote work during COVID-19 pandemic. Now, workers found the arrangement to be beneficial to their work life 
balance since they are not spending hours of the day commuting to work from work and from home uh, while working typical complaints about loss of productivity due to lack of supervision. And the move may be responsive to Activision Blizzard's recently uh, coming under fire for anti-whistleblowing practices resulting in the company being hit with a $35 million fine. It could be. According to a recent uh, financial results reported on Activision Blizzard, the company is in a strong pos uh, position in looking to maintain the momentum it will be built in the last quarter, having to release the titles like Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, yada, yada. Okay, more complaints. So one outspoken Activision employee, speaking of their personal ca uh, capacity, revealed that their order had to been issued by the company's uh, instructing the workforce to return to the office, going on detail how uh, complicated this would be for many workers who had uh, moved further away and also would have now been uprooted themselves once again uh, to comply. Now, obviously, there's, there's two sides of this, I think. I, I think the people that from the beginning of life to up until the pandemic happened a couple of years ago, we were told that you had to go to an actual place to work, right? Like no matter yeah. no matter what it is, right? You had to go. Very few jobs were remote or you could work from home unless you're like independent. But if you worked for a company, a business, you had to show up to that business to do the actual work. And then lo and behold, when the pandemic happened, everyone to get situated said you could work at home and voila, now people work from home. We had people working on games that the, the company is in Seattle, but they live in England or they live in uh, Florida or they live in New York, but they're working on that particular game. Now they're being asked to come back to the office, right? Because Activision Blizzard is paying. Got to keep the lights on. They're paying for the square footage of this place with electricity and property taxes and all this stuff. And they have to fill the building. Otherwise, what's the point of having a physical building? You could just be hey, we're all, all over the place. Well, they would like to see what's happening with the workers and, and keep an eye on them because it's a business. Okay. So in the film industry, we are contract workers. I might work and work in an office for six months doing, doing PA stuff. Uh, I could be a camera operator on site working on a in studio at Universal Studios. Uh, I might have to get a job where all of a sudden now we're, we're – let's say I was making Lord of the Rings, and they're like, hey, you're working on Lord of the Rings, and you have to go to New Zealand. It's going to be the next three years of your life. I have to make, I have to make a choice, right? The choice is, do I uplift my whole family and move to New Zealand to go do that job? Or do I leave my family and I go to New Zealand and go do that and, and, and stay away from my family and, and visit whenever I can, right? These are things that you have to do on an individual basis, right? For a company, as much as we want to hate Activision and hate Blizzard or what they do in the workforce, whatever, they're not asking for anything major here. They're asking for people to come back to work, in my opinion, and... If you were comfy the last two years, you had to know at some point that the world was going to come back to normal and they were going to ask you to come back to work in the office. And if you made those choices, whatever your lifestyle is, that you maybe you moved to the suburbs because it was cheaper for you, okay? It was, it was, it was caught more cost effective. You're like, oh, this is fantastic, okay? And you didn't do a nestle uh, of an egg to keep yourself uh, supported. Because one day it was going to rain and you're going to have to spend that money. Well, now you have a choice to make. You either work for the company that you still want to work for and uplift your family. The kid's out of school. Your wife's got to get a new job. Whoever makes the higher salary, whatever. And you got to move. You got to make the hard choices in life. Or you look for a new job. I don't know where you stand with this, Sarge. 
Well, I, I don't think it's a, as big a crisis story as they're making it out to be. I think that eventually everyone will have to go back to the office. I understand the the What happened, Sarge? Uh oh. You you broke up there, Sarge. You, you like froze. I I don't know what's going on. I might still be here, I might not. I love that your your computer always what a great face. What a great face. <laughs> I, Sarge I don't know. is frozen. I, we might lose Sarge. Go ahead, Sarge. We, we hear you. We hear you. All right. Well, you hear me. All right. So I don't. I don't believe it's as big a deal as you think it is. Like people have to go back to work. You're going to go back to the actual the the office that you had. They want to make sure what people are doing. You have more management that that are, are overlooking the situation, trying to establish what's happening, setting 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 goals, right, and trying to hit the goals as opposed to everybody's at work. Send me your homework. At, at nine o'clock, and we'll check it. We'll check your homework, type of thing. But right. I, I don't see how this could be a, a massive complaint just because you don't want to go back to work. Like I, I'm comfortable. Like that can't be a reason. You can't complain that I'm comfy at home. I can't. I, I don't. I don't want to go back to work. That's your excuse. Like it, it's not a real thing. Like I don't. I don't understand how this is. To be honest, I don't understand how this well, is a real, real story. Real news story. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Get it. I don't get it. I don't get it at all. But at the same time, you know, I get the comfortability issue. I see how they might want to how how they might want to frame it, or how they want to look at it. Like Activision's the bad guy. Like Activision has a lot of bad things. Oh but, sure, absolutely. All right, we all know Activision. If you if you if you don't know what Activision has done, then you need to look it up. Like we can't go over it. It's gonna take too long. <laughs> hey, it's right? a whole show by but, itself. Look up Bobby Kotick by himself. That takes that'll take care of most of it. Um, it just seems to me that it's it's a non-issue. I think it's time to get back to work. I think, I think. Oh, we lost Sarge. Hold on. We, 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 we lost him. Oh boy. All right, give me a second. Cause I'm going to have to, uh, I'm going to have to fix this for a second. Let me, uh, let me text him. Oh boy, he's got some uh, internet issues or or whatnot. Yeah, Fate Walker says working in the tech field, there's more than just watching the employees. It's security slash risk. Yeah, right. Isn't it it's a little funny when we talk about stuff like this? Give me give me one second, guys. I'm gonna try to get him uh, back on the call. I got to get, uh, see if I can fix my camera. Don't worry about this. We'll, we'll get it all, uh, situated. Yeah, he's he's rebooting. Yeah, I can't even get my camera up and running because of the uh the software that's using it. Nope. <clears throat> I'm here for these moments. I know, George. 
Babe says transportation. Brain says the Illuminati were here, and they got the they got to have him saying that on air. A lot of companies aren't bringing people back on site cheaper to let them stay at home. Sure, it all depends on what what business it is, though, Reese. Right? There's a lot of companies um, that that want you in 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 the actual building, right? Like, remember, Bungie built that whole what two hundred eighty thousand square foot studio, and are, are they using that yet? I think they're just getting back into the the actual thing now. You know. Everyone in one spot allows for people to work within each other's easier. Now Jim just needs to walk three doors down to see what Jill is doing. Right. Remember, remember the the conversation we had where we were talking, we were talking about uh we were we were talking about how people were we were talking about how people while games were going to be delayed. And the reason they were being delayed is because it took them four times longer to do something rather than just, you know, in the same, in the same area where they have to download a file, they have to upload that file. Then they have to download that file. Then they have to work on that file and they have to upload that file and then vice versa back in the same thing. You know what I mean? Depends on the business. When you're, when you're handling other companies data, the risk is lower in controlled environment. Correct, right? So here's a story I could tell you about. Uh, speaking of like Lord of the Rings, when Peter Jackson was making Lord of the Rings, they had their filming location and they had their studio uh, within biking distance to the the studio, which was closer than you know where they would have flown it. And they were taking they were taking hard drives of space and and delivering it. And someone figured it out and then stole the actual film. And they were doing it for like ransom because it was it was close on the thing. Well, now with digital, now you don't even need to do that. You can just upload it to the cloud, and it comes to the, straight to the 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 editor. And now you don't even need to do any of that anymore, right? There's no there's no middleman trying to handle your footage because it's funny because someone that that gets paid thousands of dollars an hour, and then you give it to someone that makes minimum wage to carry that device to the next location. There's there's some there, there's problems there, so they had to get rid of the middleman. Well, in, in this age, right, we know some people that worked on Marvel's Avengers that were local here that, you know, they got the, the, the luxury of working at their house, but y you have to know that something's going to happen here, right? Cause that's not how the industry ran before. So for 30 years, 40 years, that's the industry ran where you were working in a studio, you were working the game in house. And then just the last two years, people were like, Oh, cool. I get to work at home. This is much better. Right. Fate Walker says, imagine if your Twitter password were stolen because you accused from work, uh, you you accessed it from work or from home network because people were using personal computers or work from uh, work or work computer or personal on less secure. Right. Right. So there's a, there's a lot of things going on. I don't know. Going on from 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 this to, um, you know, this story in general is just to me, it's not really a news story, but it's. It is a new story because I think Activision always gets put out there as like this terrible company. And I don't think this is one of those moments that Activision's being terrible by asking people to come back to work in the actual building. You know? Just just what I think. Now I'm gonna continue on. We'll wait for Sarge to come back and we'll see uh if, if he gets back on here. Uh the next story, uh the next story I want to talk about is Half of Xbox rivals concerned with Activision Blizzard deal regulatorily says, right? So the, the main thing for this story, oh, 
not in this scene either. But uh, United Kingdom Competition Markets Authority states that half of the Activision Blizzard competitors is in talks to where concern regarding its acquisition by by Microsoft. The CMA is reaching uh, the end of phase two investigation for Microsoft acquisition and Activision Blizzard uh, situation isn't great for Xbox. Now, in September, well, actually, let me part as part of the materials, the CMA is now shared publicly regarding the phase two investigation into Activision Blizzard's acquisition. OK, it's summary of the third party calls document and this document details conversations with the six unnamed uh, unnamed resources or unnamed third party, sorry, each described as similarity position competitors of Activision Blizzard. Of the six, three of these are third parties alleged that Microsoft acquisition Activision Blizzard would have a negative impact on the competition. Here's where, this is sort of like Minority Report, okay? Minority Report, if you've never seen the movie with Tom Cruise, is basically they're, they're finding people guilty of stuff before they even do the actual thing, right? So a lot of these companies are... Sony brought it to attention going, hey, we don't like them having Call of Duty. We don't like them having this because they're going to be bigger than us, right? We're number one right now, and if they take this, then that's going to hurt our bottom line, and we, they can't have this, this type of thing. Bare bones. That's what, the, that's what it is, right? So they're trying to get other people on board saying, well, if, if Microsoft buys this, right, even if you and I know that when they do buy this, they will have an advantage over but to project what they're going to have in 10 years or 20 years is it's not going to happen because so many things could happen where uh, what about if Call of Duty is not successful anymore after this, right? Microsoft buys it. And let's say all people go, you know what? I don't like Microsoft owning Call of Duty, so I'm not going to purchase Call of Duty anymore or I'm done. Or three years down the road, all of a sudden Call of Duty turns into Halo Infinite type of stuff, right? And you're like, oh man, it was so good. And then Microsoft bought it and the value drops with Call of Duty, okay? Where all of a sudden Sony's like, they had the best they had the best game in the industry and now it's nothing. Like, we don't know what the future holds. If we did, none of us would be in the situations we are now. You know what I mean? So for them to say that well, this is going to be bad for the industry. We don't know that. An another thing is that, you know, Bobby Kodak is saying last week we talked about it where he says, you know, if you, if you don't let this deal go through, he was like a mob mentality. You know, we're not going to we're not going to let this slide. He could literally just say, you know what? Fine. The deal is not going to go through. But guess what? I'm not going to sell. And I know this is far out left, right? But he could be like, you know what? I'm not going to sell anymore to Sony PlayStation. We're not going to make Activision Call of Duty games for PlayStation moving forward. He just cuts them out completely. It's not, it's not, you think about it and go, well, that's crazy. Why would he lose all that money? He makes $325 million bonus, right? He doesn't give two craps, let's be honest, right? He could be, because you ruined him, right? You scored him because you stopped the sale from going through and he can't sell the company now. He'd be like, that's fine. We, I won't sell, and instead, I'm not going to have it on your platform anymore, and it'll only be on Xbox. It'll be on PlayStation or uh, uh, Nintendo Switch and PC type of stuff. You, you know what I'm saying? I think we know enough to know that regardless of what Microsoft does with Call of Duty, it's a bad idea for them to own it. Sure, Creature, and I just said that. I said, we, me and you know what's going to happen, but at the same time, you can't say with, with 100%, uh, you know, with 100% that, there's no way, right? We, we don't. We don't know that.
we could all speculate. Hold on, sorry, I gotta get my my camera back on. Would your computer crash? Yeah, I can't hear you. You're, you're muted. How about now? I can hear you now. All right, let me. I don't. I don't. Listen, one way or the other, whatever bonus is going to happen after this deal goes through, you know, Bobby's getting paid. Sure, he gets paid. Like you know, you know that when this paid, deal goes he gets through, paid if they don't make the deal, just wasting his right. time, he gets paid. Right. What? I, but my only, my only question is, how big is the bonus going to be? Is it going to be the end of the year bonus, or is it the company got bought out and the end of the year bonus? Right. <clears throat> Yeah, get this man a new PC. He's he's looking. Uh, uh, he's looking. I know, man. I uh, know. So, Sarge, we're talking about. We're. Ta- I don't know if you were. Listening. I listen, I, I'm okay. with you. I'm with you. Keep talking. So, at this point, right? Like, what does? I I believe that this deal is going to go through. I know people are talking it, about it, how they're going, how going they're going to chop it up and they're going to separate Activision from the Blizzard Kings deal. King right, is I'll, the bigger I'll, part of the puzzle here, yeah. right? Sony's just upset because if they get this, it's a first-person shooter game. And here's the thing. In 10 years, do we really think that the amount of money that Sony can't come up with their own first-person shooter game for just Sony fans? Right? Do you you see what I'm saying? Are we saying in 10 years from now, no other game is going to come out that's going to be as big as Call of Duty? It's impossible. This is all posturing, right? Here's here's how you have to look at it. Okay, first of all, Call of Duty is not is not the piggy bank in this discussion. No, the, the piggy bank is. in this discussion. King right. King yeah. is the piggy bank in this discussion. King blows COD away, like literally blows it in, in into pieces. So if Sony's complaining about anything, it should be King because they're going to control more money in the mobile market that Sony has nothing to do with, but that King would rule the world. But because it's COD, right? It, it means that, oh, God, they could take it away from us. Like, is it is it really that bad that you guys can't come up with all the to- with all the titles you guys are working on? You guys can't find a studio that can make a good first-person shooter game? Like, really? Right. Right. You want me to believe that? This is all posturing. And you know how else I know it's posturing? Because I follow the stock price of Activision Blizzard every day. And you know what it does right now? It doesn't do anything. <laughs> it stays within the same dollar. And it just goes up and down, 76, right. 77, 76, 77. You want to know why no one's buying or selling it? Because they know the deal's going to go through. Right. Because if you, the buyout, the buyout is, the buyout is 95. I think it is 94, 95. So unless, unless you're in already, wouldn't you want to buy it or get out? No, the stock price just stays there. doesn't do anything because everyone's waiting for the buyout. Right. That's exactly what's happening. It's it, this is all some kind of like little power play between the between the CEOs. They posture. They get their lawyers some money. They pass some things around. They're going to argue about whatever they want to argue about. This goes on all the time. And don't tell me for one minute that if the tables weren't turned, Sony would do the same thing. They've done it one, in the one, past. One hundred percent. Everybody does this. However, I can take advantage of the situation. I'm going to take advantage of the situation. I'm a business. I'm a business. It doesn't matter. Krebsy says the whole ten year and Sony can't make a competitor argument is dumb. Why can't Microsoft use the seventy billion dollars to invest into their thirty two studios and make cut? Co- they are investing in their studios, and what they're doing is right. 
they're taking that $70 billion and they don't care about the Blizzard part. They don't care about the Activision part. What they care about is the mobile market. What they care about is getting King, okay, and Candy Crush and the amount of money that they make each and every single quarter with that. And then they have no they have no market share right now in the mobile market. None. If they get King, okay, and then all of a sudden they take Candy Crush and let's say they put that on to Game Pass, right? Now instead of getting Candy Crush on all mobile phones, now you have Game Pass on all mobile phones to get the, the, the king, right? That's the bigger ticket here. It's not about Call of Duty. It's not about World of Warcraft. It's not about any of this stuff. It's about the mobile market and about Game Pass moving forward. That's what they're doing, right? This All this bullshit, like Sarge is saying, that they're worried about Call of Duty, right? When they said 10-year deal, they're like, no, we're not doing the 10-year deal, right? They're not returning the calls from Activision, Sony. This is all just a play-up to make them look like a bad guy while they're still going behind the scenes going, all right, what do we have? We have live service games coming. What do we have in the next five years to compete with this stuff that's happening, right? Because Sony is in trouble if they don't adapt to where the market is I going. I don't know if they're in trouble. I they're in trouble if they trouble. don't adapt to, to, to where the, the gaming industry is going is what I'm saying. They have plenty of first-party titles sure. and good studios to maintain a game console. They're they're number market, one a game console share. Right. They're they're Fine. number one in the console market. Right, right. That's right. Right. They are number one. Right. They're number one in the console market. So, so what are you concerned about? But they're concerned what, that they right. What are you concerned about? You're they, concerned about one game. You're concerned about one game. They're, they're worried that the. Mm -hmm. The area that they're not in yet, they're just getting into, which is Game Pass has been there for five years. They had their streaming service. They're trying to get more into it, right? They're worried that they can't get enough market share into that market, okay, because Amazon and Google, whatever they can do. Because real quick, Google can come in and go, we buy EA. Boom. They, they All of a sudden, they're in the market, right? They, they're ahead of, of other people. They can buy a bit, they're like a company, boom, they're in the market. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. That However... Quick. Nintendo's not worried about it. No. Nintendo just going no. ahead and making a Nintendo no. game. Uncle Crazy Nintendo. They're doing fine. Yeah, Crazy Uncle Nintendo in their own so, little market. So how is Nintendo doing so well in their own little box? Everybody's fine. But Sony is having a conniption about one game. Come on, man. Right. It's not. It's it's it doesn't fit. the It doesn't fit the narrative. It doesn't fit the narrative. They're just they're just upset because it gives it gives Microsoft more leverage on them. Right. But the leverage should have been taken away when Microsoft said, "We're going to give you Call of Duty, ten years Call of Duty," and if and you got it, they right. said no. How do you say no to a ten-year deal? You got Call of Duty. What do you think Call of Duty is going to last forever? Have you guys not seen what they've done to thirty-year-old IPs? They just wipe their ass with it and throw it in the trash. You don't. You don't think they're going to do the same thing with COD when that day comes? You think COD is? Is is the indestructible one? Every other IP we've seen has been destroyed. Halo destroyed, right? Fallout destroyed. Here, here's here's a continuation to this story, right? Sony says Microsoft's information requests amount is a harassment, right? So, so think about this, right? So, and again, I'm not a I'm not a fanboy of either. I'm just a gamer. I'm just a person reporting on the stuff that's uh, that's happening. Sony says Microsoft's information requests amount is a harassment. Okay, it says due to Sony's uh, consisting of acquisition, they opened the door to Microsoft to uh, subpoena the documents of information in connection with the PlayStation business. However, Sony is less than happy about the extensive set of demands Microsoft has submitted. 
since receiving them, Sony has met with Microsoft five times and given written responses, objections against the demands. On February 1st, 2023, the two companies agree that Sony will submit files from seven identified uh, consistents, uh, but it seems that Microsoft had further requests as response of Sony requested an extension, but also had an issue with the breadth of information that Microsoft was required. Due to these circumstances, Sony's responses uh, responded with Microsoft uh, demand for performance reviews uh, for uh S, uh, SIE's leadership and I believe is, uh, her, is obvious harassment. They're asking for for information to show the FTC that, hey, these guys are number one and they're saying that this is it. This there don't want to show you the information because it would make them in a bad light. And so he's like, we don't, we don't want to show you. We don't want to show you the stuff. So uh, the lawyers, the lawyers have to eat. That's basically what this is. The lawyers have to eat. Let's just move on to the next story because it, to me, it's just it's nonsense. Well, Creature says, look, they're buying themselves signs. And we've been saying this for months, Creature, since they first announced it and they said that Call of Duty was the problem. If if Sony can't make a competitor, because let's let's be honest, Call of Duty right now is at its peak. Okay. It's wavering. Yes. It's wavering of what it is because Call of Duty can't always go up. It can't. You know why it can't go up, Sarge? I know why. You know why it can't go up all the all the time. There's, there's a couple of reasons, but yeah. There's there's so many other games out there to play. Where Call of Duty, when it first came out, was like the number one, the only the only game that the in Battlefield, right? Now you have Apex Legends, you got Fortnite, you got third person, first person, lose. right? Free to play. You got all these things that are uh, games as service. You have all these different types of games, and the player base is bigger, but everything's getting a chunk of a smaller player base, right? What used to have like a million, two million people playing a game is now successful with 300,000 people playing the game. Correct. Right? So it's it's not even the same landscape it was when Call of Duty first and Battlefield uh, came Besides out. Besides, the, 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 last, the last two CODs weren't that amazing. They were good, but they weren't like ridiculously amazing. And so maybe it's it's peaked. Maybe it's time to do something else. Maybe it's time to do a little, uh, a cool down on COD and do something else for a little bit, then come back to COD. Right. But they're but they're so greedy about that that cash influx every year. God, it's like okay. All right, the next story I want to talk about. We're going to go to is Microsoft. This is the top story. Like we're this is what the, the thumbnails for. Microsoft admits Xbox Game Pass cannibalizes game sales. Now the 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 title should say it all, right? It's like I told you so. Obviously, the way they talk about it more of a contextual uh, thing. It says in January, 2022, Microsoft announced its plan to acquire Activision Blizzard for $68 billion and inevitably gave the rise of uh, uh, conversation or conservative, uh, not only amongst gamers concerned about the future availability of the favorite franchises, but also amongst government uh, bodies and regulations. In response, Microsoft has been providing documentation to defend the rights to acquire Activision Blizzard and the CMA has uh, released an occasional updates about what the ongoing investigation is. And one of the latest CMA reports, which is made available on February 8th, is a reveal that Microsoft's own internal documents admit that Xbox Game Pass would lead to cannibalization of B2P sales, uh, B- B2P meaning buy to play or games purchase a traditional way. It says Microsoft's internal documents recognize the adding titles of Game Pass would lead to cannibalization of buy-to-play sales. One internal email exchange stated that, one internal document stated that, and one internal document states that as well. Now, the significance of the statement, according to the CMA report, is that Microsoft's subscription-based service, like Xbox Game Pass and Xbox Live Gold, may lead to decrease in Activision's regular game sales, which is currently a key source of revenue for the publishing giant. Now, Activision 
has occasionally considered making the games available on the service like Game Pass, but has so far decided to doing so would severely cannibalize the buy-to-play sales. However, the CMA document goes on to the state the multiple multi-game subscription service like Game Pass will likely remain a smaller part of the console gaming offerings when compared to buy-to-play. Now, at least for the foreseeable future, echoing the statement, take two CEO Strauss Zelnick, which we talked about last week, are significantly impactful in saying that that it does cannibalize games. That's why he keeps his games off at launch. This is why PlayStation is not putting their games at launch day and date, because obviously the most sales are the first three months of the game's, uh, game's life cycle. So... It says, either way, the analysts believe that despite the roadblocks erected by the government's regulator, Activision Blizzard acquisition will ultimately happen, but it will also deal somehow fall through when the CMA acknowledges that on February 8th report, Microsoft already has a strong gaming ecosystem and the consistent of cost subscription services, 24 games, right? So they've come out. We've said this for years, Sarge. I said, there's no way they're making the same sales. Now, obviously, they're getting an influx of money up front, right? And we've taught this every week. For months and months, I've said, and for years, I said, well, if a company, if a game comes in, they pay them $10 million or whatever it is up front. They're like, we think we're going to sell this many games. This is what our, our our projections are for this game. And they're like, okay, great. Here's that money up front. And then they sell one extra copy on Game Pass. And they're like, we made extra money, right? Like that, that is the goal, right? They give them a percentage of the game and then they make more money off the top based on what the game is. Right. We don't know every day that we already know that every deal is different. What we do know is there's a money up front and depending on I'm I'm pretty sure the engagement of the game entitles them to more money later. It's probably a back and forth. Either it's a set amount up front and that's it, or it's a certain amount up front. And depending on engagement of the game on Game Pass, you get money over time as long as the engagement it, it, it could be anything, right? Every deal for Game Pass could be different. All we know. Is it's three hundred million minimum every month, a month, a month that they that they can decide what to do with this money? Yep. Okay. <clears throat> uh, that's CMA's uh, assessment of what they got actually out of Microsoft's mouth, but I get what you're saying. No, Microsoft literally said that their games diminish after twelve months. Is what they said from the mouth of Microsoft. Okay, game sales. Mo, there's no way you can tell me that Halo sold 2 million copies and that's more than what Halo would have sold if it wasn't on Game Pass. There's no way, right? Halo before that sold like 5 million, 8 million copies. And with Game Pass, it sold 2 million copies because 20 million people or 18 million people played it on Game Pass, right? Either free because of the multiplayer or they play the single-player campaign on Game Pass. They didn't make money off of that. That's less money. It's first-party title. Now, if you're talking about third-party titles, right, they make a chunk of money up front. If it's a first-party title, they're getting paid to make the game. That's it. This is a what, – what do you call it, Sarge? And I'm, I'm not a business guy here, but what do you call it when uh, you have something that your, your other company – because we have to remember that Game Pass and Microsoft or Xbox is part of one – one little organization part of Microsoft in general, right? And so they, they could lose money with Xbox and Game Pass, and it would still be worth it for them in the bigger grand scheme of things, right? Because if I sign up for Game Pass, Microsoft has my information, and that information is 10 times worth more than what you're paying for $10 a month with Game Pass because now they have my email, they have my bank account, they have everything into the bigger conglomerate picture of Microsoft, correct? 
right? So yeah. this little offset of what Game Pass is is minute to compare to what Microsoft is. But as a gamer, we talk about as Xbox as well. It's 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 fantastic, and it's only fifteen percent of their of their total revenue. Well, if you if you get enough people to give you the ten bucks or fifteen bucks a month in this in this ecosystem, now I'm not talking about like Netflix and the rest of that kind of stuff, but because of what this is, you're looking at, and I don't want to talk about this every week, but we end up talking about this every week. All the games in Game Pass. I would say a good 10 or 15% are decent games made by third-party people who will want to be noticed. They're on there for a good reason. The rest is just filler. It's just stuff on there to create value. So now they want to use AAA titles as the value, right? If I'm giving you a AAA title game as the value for Game Pass, it increases the value. Right. So then you can say, well, I want $20 a month because we're going to put AAA games on here. But let's not forget, even let's say I take $50 million away from the 300 just for servers or whatever else anyone wants to complain about, right? So $250 million a month, a month, okay, to do whatever you want with, right? So if the game costs them $800 million to make, Which, right? That's absurd. But anyway. it's absurd. Yeah. It's absurd. But if it did in three months' time, they would give them the money eventually, yeah, right? But that's the deal that they make. Look at what happened to Halo. Look what happened to Halo. No one has to buy it. It's on Game Pass for you to try. And it's a first-party title, so PlayStation doesn't get it, right? Right. The, the, the story is, is that AAA titles with these high price tags going directly to Game Pass hinders the development team who does it because they don't see the money they would have gotten from that game. So the deal for Game Pass has to be good. Because if it's a AAA title, you're expecting to sell like 8 to 10 million copies. You're trying to get 700 million. Right? right you right. want to be close to a billion dollars. You that's what you're trying to get. But if I don't if I don't sell the game and it's on Game Pass, then I have to see that I understand it's a first-party title, but I have to see that recoup of money over time, right? Instead of getting all my money up front in the first month or couple months, and we know how the game is good or not, it stretches it out. Right. So that first party, now, once again, it doesn't matter because the development team is supposed to use the proceeds from the sales of their game to pay off the loans and to put the money towards the salaries and make another game. But now you're a first-party title. Right. Microsoft is Microsoft. Right. If I lose in the gaming division, I'm probably making more money in the in the so, in the software division. Right. And I, it all equals out. But the fact is, you want all divisions to make money. Sure. If, if that game is if that game is not getting it engaged, if it's not engaging and you don't get the more people to get on Game Pass because of it, then it has to come in as a loss. Right. Right. That's the whole point. Why you're putting it on there. No company wants to put a game on a service for free. If they could charge $70 for it. Right. Right. You're hoping to get more people to get on Game Pass because of it. That's the whole game. That's the deal. Yeah. We're going to see. We're going to see. Yeah. It's not a shocker that they're they're cannibalizing their their games. If, if, if I have two games come out, it's not if I have two games come out and one's on Game Pass and one's not on Game Pass and they're both right. One's going to make more money than Game Pass because one's paying $10 to try it. 
or play it, and the other person's getting seventy dollars for their game. But, but you're but they but they're missing the entire statistical data on it because even if I get Game Pass and I download it, I downloaded it, but I don't play it. Like I played it for ten minutes, fifteen minutes. Right. Is the genius in is the genius in the Microsoft server room going? Oh, he downloaded it. I counted it. Like right. it, it doesn't matter, <laughs> right. right? In in three months time, it once a game once Starfield comes out. If in three months time they don't bump up like ten or fifteen percent memberships, then for as far as I'm concerned, right. that's a that's a loss. Right. Well, that's why I that's said they're, they're using that to to get people to come onto Game Pass. Right. That's a marketing right. thing for that. All right. The next thing I want to talk about is rumors Sony could could uh, could have made another studio acquisition. According to some rumors floating around social media, Sony is continuing to make moves with potential acquisitions on other game studios. Uh, given that Sony's recent spat with Microsoft over the Activision Blizzard acquisition debacle, it comes as little no surprise that Sony might want to keep the potential acquisitions of its own in dark as much as possible. Right. Because they don't want to come out going. Hey, you can't buy people over here while they're buying people as well, right? So they don't they don't want to come out. So according to our gaming leaks and rumors subreddit, the the username uh, Lach uh claimed that Sony potentially acquired or is in process of buying out the UK based Ballistic Moon base uh, based on some job listings and the point by PlayStation Studio fans Twitter feed. Uh, he goes on and says received over two hundred upvotes within four days. However, the time of writing the job listing, Ballistic Moon have been removed from the link that he posted, which led to other Redditors to comment and theorizing about the possibilities happen. Either Sony's acquisition of Ballistic Moon is not a thing, and the job posting has made an error, or Sony is choosing to keep the news out of the spotlight for now. And I think, obviously, if if something called it out, and then all of a sudden they pull them back, they're like, oh, wait, people are seeing this. We don't want it to get out. So they... They they kibosh it right. They, so they, who are, who are they buying? Who ba- is Sony ballistic buying? ballistic moon is uh, moon base is who they're they're picking up. Um, I don't know who ballistic ballistic is based in Southeast England. It says founded in 2019 by former super massive game staff that worked on games such as Unti- Unt- until dawn, heavy rain, uh, super games. Also acquired a Nordics uh, games last year. While no games have been publicly announced at the time of writing the job listing, Twitter posts. Company Ballistic Moon have mentioned working with Unreal Engine 5 on projects early in development. And if the acquisition rumors turn out to be true, this means the studio could be working on the Sony's as a first party or second party developer. So there you go. So Sony's just I, I think, adding I think, more yeah. to the fire, right? Well, I just think that uh, they don't have any games and that they're probably cheap to pick up and they're probably looking to build them, right. you know, start, start them small and, and have them build into their first party lineups. That makes sense. Sony can't be throwing around all kinds of money like Microsoft does, but they can find people that they can find some deals and pick up some development teams. Right. I imagine imagine being Sony and having enough development teams that you can release two major titles every every year. Right. Yeah, I mean that's that's what that's what you're looking yeah, you, for. You want to have enough enough studios where you're you're dropping six to eight games a year from different studios that you have. So if you have sixteen, mm-hmm. you, you technically want to have thirty two companies, right? 32 studios. No, no but you, they're just the big boys. You can no, no, release no, no. games throughout the year. I'm talking about no, AAA. That's what I'm saying. No, 32. You need about 32 studios underneath your umbrella, right? Because if you're, if it takes three to five years to make a game, then you want to have at least six to seven games coming out. Third party, first party. Uh, yeah, but I'm, I'm talking, but I'm talking about AAA titles. Two a year. That's all you need. Two a year is all. Uh, you I would need. say three. I'd say one a quarter. Well, four a quarter. So you have to have at least four. Right and and they, Sony's they ne- got that. Sony's got that. No they deadlines. Have... No deadlines have ever been made to release four games a year. No, but, they've never made it. No, but listen, Sony's Sony's doing it right. They had God of War. They had for for uh, Horizon um, Forbidden West. They had 
Ratchet and Clank. They had Spider-Man. Like one, well, you're right, about three a year, I would say. About three a year come out, not four. I would say that. Triple A. Then you have your double A games, right? Then you're just guys making games. They come out whenever they come out. Right. But you want to have at least enough to come out so you're having at least six to seven games coming out a year from triple A to I mean, independent. I could I could say yes to you because they, they always want to be growing, always exponentially growing, but it doesn't happen that way. Right. All right. Well, here's the we'll next see. here's the next uh, story from Sony. Sony wants to rent NFTs to players and stream spectators. Okay. Now, what the hell is this? Right. So, a PlayStation survey raised some controversy due to questions involving interest in NFTs. This past August, two months later, PlayStation Stars Loyalty Program, which we talked about on this show, would launch with digital collectible sharing similarities to NFTs despite lacking monetary value. These digital collectibles led to PlayStation fans to believe that NFTs would eventually come to PlayStation service. Further, a Sony patent made public on November 22nd suggested that PlayStation has been developing NFTs and a blockchain technology. And the company's plans for NFTs have been made even more clear with the most recent Okay, a new patent by Sony suggests that the company wants to rent NFTs to PlayStation 5 players and stream spectators. Okay, specifically, the patent describes the interconnected system that gives users an offer to rent a NFT depicted artwork or an asset from a popular PlayStation 5 game. This limited time offer would display in the console's user's interface with terms of ownership for a player or spectator alike. The Sony patent system indicates that different prices for the NFTs will be offered to players and spectators, respectively. Once the rental duration expires, the NFT will be returned to the market or others to rent or purchase. So they have a little figure here, and it says digital asset, network address. Then it has NFT, metadata, owner price terms, pointer, and there's the blockchain. Figure 2 shows Boss A. 302 and bad guy 304 it says gamers renting out nfts to others out of the market may profit from the transactions as well the nft market could be direct accessible from playstation 5 console by uh, navigating the user interface however the patent itself focuses more on necessary uh, necessary systems and executable allowing players to stream spectators to rent nfts on the console what is trash what is happening with sony with these patents they have the weirdest freaking patents in the world i I, first of all i don't understand why you would want to rent an nft why am i giving (laughs) you why am i giving you money for something i'm going to temporarily have so someone can watch me use it what's wrong with you i I don't understand like are you guys not making enough money seriously i don't know why is the is are you really are you guys really hurting for cash i doubt it I, i doubt it i just don't understand what renting renting nfts between, renting between people playing the game for you and then renting nfts and yelling at your television sets for commercials i don't understand what sony's doing with these wacky patents now obviously patents are filed all the time doesn't mean they're going to use them but some of these patents they're filing i have i'm, I'm very confused on what they're doing Creature says stars has would, released on the I, I, wild I and buy... just rewards point collector that you can buy uh, stuff with the points. Interesting. I, I wouldn't buy NFTs with stolen money. I'm definitely not going to rent. What they buy them I'm, with, sorry. I'm, I'm not going to rent one to be used in a game so people can watch me use it. What? What? So they're trying to use me. Uh, okay. Here's the, here's their mentality. You're going to use me to rent something 
So I'm going to use it. So if somebody else sees it, gets excited, and then they want to rent it too. Like that's that's the mentality we're yeah, doing right now. It's it's strange. Next story, Dead Island. You asked for it. You got it. Dead Island 2 went gold, and it's coming out a week early, which is funny because it's still delayed by six weeks, five weeks. So that's it. That's the story. It's not, it's Dead not, Island. It's not early. Dead Island's coming out a week Wait, early. Wait, I, I thought that game was already out. No, it's not out yet. Dead don't Island worry. 2? Dead Island 2, when it comes out, Sarge, you won't even know about it. It'll just drop. People will talk about it for three days, and they'll move on with their life. Like, I thought Dead Island 2 was already out, though. No, it's not out yet. It was supposed to be. It was supposed to come out last year. Then it was supposed to come out earlier this year, and now it got postponed, and now it's coming out soon. All right. I, a week I, earlier. I, I, I could have sworn it was They out delayed already. it, but now it's a week earlier than that. Working on a massive deal with English Premier League for soccer games. Okay, EA Sports is looking to purchase the rights to the famous English Premier League in order to be able to keep the most significant license for its next soccer game. This move comes as a response from EA Sports recently lost its FIFA license when organization allegedly demand $1 billion. $1 billion. One of the most important features of the sports game is the licensing partnership. After all, gamers are looking forward to playing. Just to let you guys know, they wanted $1 billion, right? That was total for the license, which would have been like 10 years. Meanwhile, EA makes a billion dollars in a quarter. Just to let you guys know that they turned down that deal for 10 years because they didn't want to give FIFA the billion dollars. They're like, yeah, we'll just drop you and we'll, we'll make a different deal. Because the, the actual deal was $500 million or something. Like, it was a steal. Okay? It's so greedy. They're so greedy, bro. So, unfortunately, EA Sports... They're so greedy. ...has it lost FIFA license after having it almost for 30 years, which means that it has required the uh, acquiring... Uh, the license with English Premier League changes its next soccer video game name to EA Sports FC. Now, according to the Sky Sports, Electronic Arts has agreed to pay a fee of $488 million, more than $588 million, in order to continue being the principal partner for the English Premier League and retain a virtual rights to most of the league's teams. At the important meeting that took place on Friday, uh, 20 Premier League clubs were informed that the new six-year contract with EA Sports will shortly be formalized and reported that EA Sports will pay more than $80 million, or 96 million, sorry, 80 million uh, pounds, or 96 million, in a year for the deal, a year for the deal, which is worth more than twice as much as the initial collaboration between the two parties. So think about that. $96 million for six, every year for six years, right? There's paying $100 million almost for six years, so it's $600 million, but they didn't want to give an extra $4 million to FIFA for a 10 year deal. Greedy, bro. Yeah. So that's that's a what's happening. A billion dollars? Was it a billion dollars a quarter or a month? No, it was a for FIFA. I, I think it was a billion dollars for the for the whole contract. For the whole no, I'm saying how much does FIFA make? Oh, like, 1.2, 1.6 billion or something like that. A month or a quarter? A quarter, I think. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. That's insane. That's insane. <laughs> Faye Walker with the stats coming in. He says, so you've been online for an hour and 45 minutes with 44 people watching. You have literally provided 77 hours of quality content. That's right. 77 if, hours well, if, of if quality you play content. It, if you played at half speed, maybe. What are you talking about? <laughs> the next the next story. I can't get over the renting of NFTs, though. I can't, I can't get it. it out of my head. I'm past it. I can't okay. get it out of my head. I'm, I'm past it. Next story, Sarge. Bungie. Will let players skip Destiny 2 Lightfalls campaign for a cost. Does this sound does this sound familiar, Sarge? 
Where, no, that's not that's not what that is. Where have I heard? Wait, this wait, like like the like the wait. You buy you buy Lightfall, and before you even do the campaign, you just pay to skip it. Well, they're gonna give you a orb or something. Remember that that orb that was in Destiny One? Oh my 1? god! The little thing no. that you paid, so you didn't yeah, have to do yeah, your yeah. hunter or your warlock again. You could yeah. just you could just do skip it. Skip it. So as part of a new character boost, players will be able to skip Destiny 2's Lightfall campaign for a cost after hitting one or two of the requirements. Okay, The need to replay Destiny 2's campaign on multiple characters has been consistent. A complaint amongst many of the games community in Bungie is going to address this with a new character boost player can pay for for upcoming Lightfall. Players have been able to purchase character boost since the Spark of Light, that's it, boost for Forsaken, and have substantially undergo some of the changes since the current version. Now, which can boost players... Up to 1510 power level, slightly above the Witch Queen soft cap of 1500, along with the variations of other changes coming to Lightfall. Character boosting will also get refreshed with two new options purchased after players reach one or two requirements for the boost. Now, Light Level or Lightfall is set to bring in numerous changes of new features in Destiny 2. Uh, coincidentally, it is also a rival of the Witness and the full might of its Black Fleet of Soul system. One of the most uh, prominent additions will be the new Darkness subclass stra uh, Stranded. A uh, subclass Bungie has described as granting Guardians the ability to weave and manipulate the collective threads of the universe. Other features set to arrive in Lightfall include the overhaul uh, build crafting system, Guardian ranks, and accommodations, along with major sandbox updates, which has been the norm for release of expansions. So it's the same old. Sorry, there's nothing new to see here. It's the exact same thing with just new stuff uh, coming out for No, I, for no, I get it. New, new class, whatever, but... I, I... They want you to okay, so it's not it's not for you to skip it. It's for after you do it the first time, it's for you to skip it for your other two characters. Correct. Right. That's basically what it well, is. Well, that's so the spark. It, the spark's been in the game the entire yes. time. Yes. Okay. They're just adding it now to the new system so you don't have to play it three times. Right. Right. Oh, but you have to but you have to play it through one time, right? You can't yeah. skip it. You can't just skip it you know, if you don't want to play it. Like if if you don't even care and you just want to get to the extra running around part. Can I skip the first character too? Like is... no, I don't. I don't. I don't think okay. you can. But <laughs> anyway, you just pay. You you buy the I, extended I, edition. I, you buy the ultimate extended edition and then for one hundred twenty dollars, and then you and pay then you additional money not to play it. So you can just get right past it, right? <laughs> that makes sense, Sarge. So that, there you go for 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 Bungie. There we have that. Uh, rumor, Gotham Knights developers next D, uh, uh, DC Comics game will be single player. That's it. That's the, the title. So they've already moved on from Gotham Knights. There was a data mine uh, that said that there was DLC coming to Gotham Knights. We'll see what happens uh, in, the, in the future. I, I hope they do add more case files. I've, I've had videos on this. I've talked about it live. I've talked about it on this stream before. Like, I hope they bring in DLC. You just need more more things to do in that game, right? Gotham Knights. And the company, WB Montreal, is moving on to the next single-player game. What that game is going to be, we don't know if it'll be another Batman game. We don't know if it'll be another character in the in the, the game itself. I, I think people are looking for, like, a Red Hood single-player game or whatnot. Who knows? Uh, what else we got here? Uh, we got five Lord of the Rings games, Sarge. Uh, are, are, are they not making a DLC for Gotham Knights? It, it there's no announcement. There's no announcement. It's it's all hearsay but, right now. But you said that they're already moving on to the next game. Well, the company's moving on to the next game. A small team could be working on DLC. 
right? The, so it's gonna be another, it's, it's majority like, of the so company is moving on to the so next it, game. It's not going to be another Avengers, is it? Um, I guess it would be kind of like Avengers, but not because it's not a live service. I mean, technically, after March 31st, it would be like Avengers because it's no longer a live service game. It's just a dead game waiting to be, you know. What does he? What does Viking mean that Michael Keaton's coming back? Oh, in the in the Flash movie, the the Flash movie, Michael Keaton's yeah. in there. So is Ben Affleck. So, so wait, so whoa, wait. There was a Flash trailer. Yeah, the, the when, Super Bowl. When, when, oh, I missed it. I must have missed it. So there was a there was a flat. It's not a Batman movie. It's no a Flash trailer. No, well, technically, it is a Batman movie. The only reason people want to watch the Flash movie is to watch Michael Keaton and Ben Affleck. So it just so happens that but, but, but who's Flash Batman? is in it. I'm confused. Who's ba- Batman? Batman's Michael Keaton. And Michael ba- Keaton is Batman. Yeah, he's been Batman. He was the first Batman. I I'm I'm aware of that. Yeah. What I'm saying is, you just said that. You said the other guy was in there. I'm like, yeah, so he's Batman. Yeah, yeah. You all, said he's they're ba- all Batman. Okay, it's so now it's I'm it's, Fla- it's Flashpoint basically. It's it's he's gonna go through time. There's multiple Flashes. There's multiple Batman. There's gonna be think oh, think of a, think of Flash as uh, Spider Man Homecoming. Oh God! No, no, not Homecoming. Um, what, what's the last one that just came out? No way home. No way home. Think of it as Spider-Man: No Way Home. You're, you're oh, getting God. you're getting the people that they're interested in Tobey Maguire and and whatnot. The nostalgia. Michael Keaton as Batman inside. They even got the old Batmobile. Sarge. They brought the they brought Michael Keaton's Batmobile back. Are you being serious right I'm now? I'm being dead serious. This was in the trailer. Yeah. Dead, and when dead. is and when does when does this Flash movie come out? Uh, June, I think. And 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 Ezra Miller is in it. Yeah, yeah. The, the I'm having. That, I'm having. I'm having conflicted feelings about this already. Yeah, well, you know, it's, it's what it is. I'm not. I'm, having, I'm not going to watch it. So I'm having really conflicting I'll, feelings I'll, I'll right wait now. Like, for it I, to come out I on love HBO Michael Max. Keaton. I love Michael Keaton, but I'm not. I don't know. You you basically destroyed everybody else in the DC universe and kept Ezra Miller, and then you attach him to Michael Keaton. You're like you guys are like evil. Look, They're just evil. Look, Gollum. Look at his look on his face. He is looking at Michael Keaton that way. He's like, is that Michael Keaton? Michael Keaton's in the Flash movie. That's right, Gollum. That's right. He's in. He's I, in the I, Flash movie. It. it I don't. That's so right. You're, Mantis you're, you're, says not just one Ezra Miller, but two. That's right. You're two reaching. Ezra you're you're reaching out to grab the favorite Batman and pull him into Ezra Miller's world. What? Yeah. Yeah. That just like they took Tobey Maguire and they pulled him into the Spider-Man world, and Andrew Garfield and pulled him into. That's that's what they're doing. It's the same same exact type of thing. Nostalgia feels to get you come to the theater. Uh, um, you know, it, I don't know. This is the pinnacle of DC universe right now because is it, it the pinnacle? It's the pinnacle because this is the pinnacle. This is the pinnacle. This makes whatever James. Do you know Gunn, what pinnacle means? Yes, yes. This is this is it because what James Gunn is doing all lays on what happens in this movie because of whatever the Flash does in this movie makes why. Michael Keaton's back and Ben Affleck's out and why, uh, you know, uh, uh, Superman is gone, right? Think of this. They got rid of Superman. But in this trailer, you see Supergirl, right? Supergirl's in the movie, but they got her out and they brought her back and they have the... It's going to be fantastic, sorry. It's going to be a nice big cluster of stuff that's happening. All right. Five Lord of the Rings games. Cavill, Cavill was the best Superman casting ever. Of course he was, but he wasn't playing ball, Sarge. So they had to get rid of him. 
that's what it is. And Gal Gadot was was is she's is still an awesome she's, awesome Superwoman. She uh, Wonder Woman. Technically, right now she's still there. They haven't got rid of her yet. And get so, this, get this. I think this is a dumb move. Uh, Jason Momoa is playing Lobo, but he's also Aquaman. Oh God, why? Because, because they they can do stuff like that. I did see, however, I did see the trailer for the new Fast and Furious movie with with him in it. That's absurd. That that whole movie. Did I see Brie Larson in Fast and Furious? I think it was her. Yeah, I think it's Brie Larson. You have I John Cena. You have Jason Momoa. You have I, I, Jason Statham. Yeah, you have all these actors and stuff. It's just off. He literally jumps off a mountain at the end of the trailer. He's like, you forgot my bro, car. And he throws bro, it in drive and then drives his car <laughs> off the dam. I'm like, where's okay, he listen, going? Driving, listen, driving off the dam doesn't mean anything anymore when they went to outer space. Okay? They went to outer space, bro. I don't know how I don't know how he's able to keep making these movies and making a crap ton of money, but I think at this point everyone just loves all that crazy here, stuff. It doesn't here, matter. It just part, doesn't part. matter. Here's the worst part. How is Vin Diesel making Fast and Furious 10 and people are eating it up? Meanwhile, Star Wars is struggling <laughs> to get people to go to the theater to watch anything. And yeah, Marvel is struggling. Fast and Furious is making more money ten. in the theaters. This is the tenth movie. Is this, is yes. this the tenth movie? It's the tenth movie. Yes. This is the tenth movie. That's right. Tenth movie. Are you counting Tokyo Drift? That's with Tokyo Drift, I believe. It's with Tokyo Drift. Yeah. Because Tokyo Drift was like a sidebar movie. It's like third. It was the third movie. The third movie. I I can't believe it, dude. Fast no, no, and no, Furious I'll, I'll hit ten you, before Star Wars. I'll tell you what I'm excited for. I'll tell you what I'm excited for. I'm excited for the DVD box set of all of them together. I think that's. I'm, Are you? Yeah, yeah, because it'll be like the last big movie movies thing I'd ever buy. Yeah. I yeah. I, I don't know. I I I checked out. Um, I think the last one I saw is what's the one where they're on a bridge. They're always on bridges. With the and, tank. Yes, with the tank. With the tank. Yeah, the, the, yeah. the tank. And he, yeah, the tank. at each other, and what, <laughs> I was just like, I'm out. I'm done. Like. Yeah. Fast and Furious, I get they know where they are. You know what, know what Fast and Furious is? <laughs> Fast and Furious is Saints Row. That's what it is. It is it, now. Yeah. It, it it was Grand Theft Auto. It was it was Grand Theft Auto. And now it shifted to Saints Row. It well, went, actually it was it was Verizon. It was Verizon. Uh, Forza Horizon. Forza. It was Forza yes, Horizon. It was Forza First. Horizon. Then it then it went to, Grand Theft Auto. And then it went to Saints then Row. Then it went to Saints Row. That's right. Yeah. Absolutely. It's it's absolute it's ridiculous. When they when they listen when they jumped from one skyscraper to the other in in Dubai, I thought that was amazing because <laughs> <laughs> physics doesn't matter in the movie anymore. Yeah, it's like nothing matters. I, 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 no, the, I think the last cool one, the last one, I, I, it was still kind of believable, is when they tied the safe to the two cars and they were driving it through the city. I thought that was the most amazing thing ever. I like how creature asks the last the last one. Weren't they on a bridge as well? And they went to outer space. They're always on bridges. They're always on bridges. Well, this bridges are dangerous. This is gonna be on a dam. Yeah, it's like a bridge. Dams are like bridges. If he, that means it's he's gonna drive. Bridge. He's gonna drive down the dam. Oh, is that what he's gonna do? He's gonna jump it's, off the bridge and then ride it's, it down. It's, it's gonna drive he's gonna, down he's the dam. Hand break that bitch as he's going down. Like what, what's happening? <laughs> we did you, way too. Did I see way too hard for this one, bro? Did I see get this, back? Get back on up, the road, no, no, bro. Get back on the more. road. Did I see in this trailer? Was he using the door as a shield? <laughs> Did I see that, or am I? Am I? 
Am how, I, did I how, dream that? How old, how did old I dream Van, that? How old is Van Diesel now anyway? He's in his like, late 40s, 50s? I don't is know. Is he? Something like that. Krebsy says yes. He was holding a door. Like so, Captain so America. He was like Cena, holding a door like a shield. So I'm trying to remember now. Cena was a bad guy, but it's his long lost brother. Yeah, but now he's now, a good guy. Right. Now he's a good guy. I didn't see the last then, movie. Then, but then, then, Jason, then Jason Momoa's in it. Yeah. I think Brie Larson. He's his, another. Isn't Brie Larson his guy? sister in this or something? I don't. Even I don't. Know. I, I, don't I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't even know. All All I know, Sarge, is that <laughs> Ben Diesel's fifty-five. Yeah. <laughs> all All I know, Sarge, is I'm I'm very confused with this multiverses from from uh, from Marvel and now the Flashpoint in DC because things are waving in because now you have Aquaman as the bad guy. You have Miss Mar- Captain Marvel as his girlfriend or slash sister, and then you have uh, uh, what does what does Cena play in in DC? He's his brother. Oh, oh um, uh, what the hell is uh, his name? Oh God! All these characters are, are superheroes in other films, and now they're all in Vin Diesel's movie. So all I could think of is the multiverse and the DC universe have have molded and blended into one, and they've all added into Fast and Furious. So Fast and Furious is officially inside the MCU. That's all That's all I can think of. I'm sorry. Peacemaker. Thank you, Krebsy. Peacemaker. Peacemaker. Back to this. Five Lord of the Rings games are releasing within the next two years. Sarge, did you know that? Embracer Group has announced that there are currently five Lord of the Rings games in development, and they expect to launch within the next couple of years. So... Just to let you know, Gollum was supposed to be out two years ago, and they delayed that multiple times. We don't know when it's coming out this year. What are you going to do with five Lord of the Rings games? Well, apparently they have a lot of a lot of things in like they have ideas, Sarge. They have ideas. So like what? I I have no idea. They're not telling you. Okay, that. I'll tell I'll tell you what. One of them has to be Lord of the Rings RTS. If there's a Lord of the Rings RTS, like Lord of the Rings three RTS, I I I'd, I'd probably get in on that. Yeah, you, you got Gollum single player game, right? Yeah. You have a, a RTS. You know, it's to be a card game. One of them is a card game. You can have a you can have a Overwatch type of game, like a like a superhero, like a yeah, hero, one's gonna be a card a hero game, Slayer. Just... Right, not a hero uh, shooter, uh, a hero Slayer. Just, just just cover the bases. RTS slot machine. Card game, mobile phone, first person shooter, and, mobile. and uh, uh, the mobile uh, slot, uh, the slot machine. That's the slot yeah, machine. Yeah, we, we know there's a mobile. Yeah, we're still waiting on Gollum. Creature says 94 games in development. Embracer about to put out a bunch of mobile games and maybe even some of the board games. <laughs> yeah, it's it's ridiculous how many stuff they have they have going on. So uh, it says, which means, uh, let's see, all five games within the next 24 months. While Embracer hasn't listed the titles specifically, four of the Lord of the Rings titles have already been announced. Most notably, Dalek Entertainment Lord of the Rings Gollum that's scheduled to release in 2023. Alongside that, other upcoming projects include Lord of the Rings Return of Mora uh, from Free Range Games, mobile game from EA, as well as a title from Weta Workshops. Essentially means uh, another Lord of the Rings in development that is yet to be announced. While it also remains the scene that the unannounced Lord of the Rings will take many, many fans to paying close attention uh, to Gollum, dubbed the third third-person action-adventure RPG. So there you go. It's Hogwarts Legacy, but with with Gollum. Nope. The tagline's going to be, it's Gollum, but it ain't no it ain't no Hogwarts Legacy. It's going to be the title <laughs> of that game. <laughs> and uh, the last thing we have here, uh, I think that's it. Well, let's go to, let's go to questions. Let's see if we have questions. 
And questions. We have a four questions. Submit your questions right now. We're going to take your questions. We have this at the end of the show. Any topic that you saw that we you want to ask a question about or just ask us a question in general, you can submit it to the Q&A by the blue bar up on top inside the chat. Uh, before we get to the questions, we do appreciate you coming out and hanging out with us. So if you'd like to share, like, and subscribe, do the down below the like button. It's free. It's absolutely free. Thumbs up, thumbs down. I don't care what thumb you pick. Just pick a thumb. Uh, and help the channel grow. All right, so Big Mo says, Sarge, when are you going to play Fallout 76? You might like it. Not going to happen. Never going to happen there, Mo. Not, not going to happen. What, what would it happen. take you to, what would it take you, Sarge, to play that game? Amnesia. Amnesia. So a concussion, one concussion away from from uh from playing yeah. Fallout 76. Like I, like I don't even know who Bethesda is and I think it's a really cool post-apocalyptic game it's gonna it's gonna take a concussion or amnesia I'm not doing it I don't care okay Krebsy question two says after basically 100%ing Hogwarts legacy and you believing DLC or something is coming when do you believe we get the the, the content and what would it you want it, uh content to be uh visit ministry dragon riding etc I I thought about this after this morning's stream, right? Because people were saying, like, Quinnage should come into the game. And I said, based on the, the DLC, the lore of the game, Quinnage cannot come into Hogwarts Legacy based on the lore of what was established in the game. Because the, the first two seconds of the game, the, the head uh, headmaster says, it's canceled for this year. And by the end of the game, you're done with the school year. Right, so them adding Quinnage as DLC wouldn't happen because it would. It's next year. Well, no, because it's not next year. You're not starting the next school year. You you only play the school year, and that school year it's it's done. Right, it's canceled for that school year. Okay, there's many moments of uh, you'll you'll find notes and people talk about it. Okay, so either either it's a separate game mode for Quinnage or we see it in the next one, right? They've worked on it in this one, and then when the down the road... Now, if they do DLC as far as, let's say they decide, DLC year six, right? Where it's a $30, $40 expansion, and they add a year six type of story, and then they throw Quinnage into it, then sure. But to, know, man. to, to five, answer your question... Five years, five years to make the game like that, I don't think they're just going to throw out some kind of DLC in less than 18 months. Well, they, they said they already worked on Quinnage. Like, I, my guy right now is dressed as a Quinnage player. Okay? Like, they had the uniforms and stuff already in the game, so I'm assuming that that's something that they worked on, and it's just in the back of the game. Well, let, let's, let's put it this way. With the amount of information you have for Harry Potter, if they needed to make a DLC, if they can't squeeze one out, for a, a, a decent amount, then I would just go for the hold on to it, just make a real sequel and see in four years. Right. I mean, I said they can make Quinnage in the game, but it's a separate game mode. So, like, it wouldn't be in your world. It would be like a an instance, right? Like, if they add a DLC of Quinnage in the game and let you play Quinnage, it'd be like, you go to the menu, it'd be a like, continue your story or play Quinnage. And Quinnage would be like, you don't get to, it's not your character. You're just a generic player on the team of Hogwarts or Slytherin. And you get to pick what team you want to be on and you play that way, right? It won't be your character because the school year is over type of thing. I don't know. Uh, to, to ask though, 
I would like to have more DLC, sort of along the lines as I was talking about Gotham Knights, Krebsy. Like, I want to see more case files. I like that story type of thing, like three to eight missions for that, that campaign. I would like more DLC of other companions, other relationships inside the game, other students that are inside the game that take you on missions and, and different things, right? Like, I think they could add more content like that to Hogwarts because the world's so big. There's multiple times that you show up to it. There's a small little mission where you meet this vendor and he's like, such and such, uh, there's spiders everywhere. And I've been to the town multiple times before I met the guy, and it was clean. But then when I did this mission, the town got converted into overrun by spiders, and you have to clear it out type of stuff. So you, you go to a place multiple times, and it's different multiple times. So I would like to see DLC along the lines of that, where maybe they add Ravenclaw Companion, and then we do a eight chain of, of Ravenclaw, and then they add another student or they add other things i think that's what they could do for this game so oh i think i think creature's right though the grab the grab for the game is the fact that it's uh, your first time in hogwarts i think the only way you can top this game is if you did like like if you're part of the ministry of magic now and you're going on some kind of like episode some kind of missions or something it's like you're uh, uh some evil story plot that's going on like a fantastic beast movie you're sure. part of the Ministry of Magic, and you go out and do stuff like that. That's the only way you can yeah, go. I, I think. I I think they could do an expansion where maybe it's the summer. <clears throat> maybe you stay at Hogwarts. You don't go home for the summer, and you have like a summer adventure type of thing. Uh, they could do. They fast forward. Now you're now you're out of Hogwarts. Now it's your first day of working at the Ministry, and then you go on adventures. And maybe you're in London, right? So instead of Hogwarts, now you're in London, or you're 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 part of the Ministry that way. Maybe you go to a different school. Maybe you get transferred. Yeah, then, then, then you're talking about a game like it would be like almost like a, a Grand Theft Auto or a Hitman game, open world type right. of thing, where right. they'd have to have a, a whole other that you're looking at another another nickel for sure to create all that to create all the things that you would need to create for that. Real quick, DLC, yeah, it'd be tough. It'd be tough. DLC another school year or find a way to convince the headmaster to change his mind. Right, you know what I'm saying, Mo? Like there's 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 other ways. Uh, I don't want to ruin it for people. I'm not going to say, but there's a mission that you do in the game, and you know what I'm talking about. If you know what I'm talking about, that I thought during the game, I was like, "Oh, we're gonna we're gonna overturn this. We're gonna get Quidditch back," but it didn't happen. But you you know what I'm talking about if you if you played it. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, Quidditch Rocket League. Yeah, I've talked about that. I don't think they could go down the sequel road. They could potentially go down the sequel road, but it's hard because hard Hogwarts that. That first initial time going into Hogwarts is just a treat, man. Going, finding the secret rooms and finding all the stuff. You can't capture that again. The only way you could capture that is if you went to another wizarding school. And even then, you can't capture it because that school has never been on film, right? Like, people love Hogwarts because they read the books and they saw it on the big screen. And then you get to explore it. Right now, you can go to Uganda and go to school, but you've never seen that school, so it doesn't really matter, right? It would still be cool to go there, but it's not going to have that same magical moment, I don't think. Uh, all right, next question by Mo. He says, I don't know if you've said this or not, but Mike, would you ever go back to the industry again? Oh, for film? Um, If someone called me up, Mo, which I still have people in the industry call me up, I would go work for them for the day for a commercial or music video but i wouldn't get back in the industry i don't like where the industry is going or where it is so for the most part i don't want to i don't want to stay away from my family um i'm a completely different person i was when i was younger in the industry than i am now um 
when I was younger, I was like, oh, man, I'm going to make all this money and all this stuff. And then when I got older, I was like, I'm making all this money, but I, I have no family to be around and I want to be around my family. So I have completely different values now. Um, so, yeah, I wouldn't go back in the industry. Uh, next question. Krebsy Gaming says, has Sarge seen the AI Todd Howard talking about Elder Scrolls 6? Uh, some funny crap. Uh, but speaking about Elder Scrolls, do you th actually think Starfield launches same month as ESO expansion, which is June? Do you think it, Starfield comes out in June? Nope. No, I don't think nope. so either. Nope. Because Redfall will be out. Redfall comes out in May, but June comes Sh out sure as it ESO. Is. ESO's sure expansion it is. comes out. Sure it is. I think it will come out in May. Redfall okay. will come out in May. I, I don't think Starfield comes out in June, though. ESO comes out in June. Um, let's see here. Next question. When do we see the Fast and Furious multiverse, or is that just uh too much family got everyone uh who would play female Vin, Space Bank Heist, and modified Dodge Challenger when? I I don't think we see the Fast and Furious verse. I don't I mean it's it, all you have to do is put Grand, Fast and Furious inside Grand Theft Auto. That's all you have to do. No, but he's saying like, like Marvel's got the multiverse, DC's got their epic verse type of thing. Does Vin Diesel do the Fast and Furious verse where he it goes is to Fast time? Furious verse. No, but like time travel. Does he put time travel in Fast and Furious? Like he's in his dark uh, charger and goes eighty-eight miles an hour and goes. I don't. <laughs> and, and, and I don't. Tear, tears a, a hole in the system. I don't. I don't think it's. I don't think it's out of the out of the realm of possibility that it's in this movie. I, don't, I think the next movie's got time travel. I don't know. It, it could be anything. I'm sorry. If the next Fast and Furious has time travel, I'm definitely out. I'm not in. Bro, you if you were going to be out at all, you should have been out when they jumped the skyscraper one. I, I didn't when see they, that when one. They, when they, right, right. Or the outer space one. I'm, I, I, I didn't see that one either. The last one I saw right. was the tank on the bridge, which is I yeah. think is Fast and Furious 7, I think it was. I, I missed I 8. I don't remember. I missed 9. Right. I saw Hobbs and Shaw, and at that moment when... The Rock was holding the tow truck and the copter, and he's pulling it with his arms. <laughs> I said, "I'm out." I said, "I'm out. I can't watch this anymore." I, I said, "I was entertained, but I'm it's it's too far too far gone. It's too far gone." Uh, last question. Smashville Viking says, "What does Sarge really think about Michael Keaton coming back? What do you think, Thirty? Look, Michael Keaton to me I'm, is one of the best. Batman. Is Batman. is one of the best Batman's. Okay, there." I said this is I said this was Spider Man, right? Tobey Maguire was a really good, uh, to uh, he was a really good Peter Parker, okay. Andrew Garfield was a really good Spider Man, but not a good Peter Parker. And I thought Tom Holland was a good mix of both, okay. Michael Keaton to me is the perfect Batman. He was good at Bruce Wayne, and he was good as Batman. Ben Affleck is like the Bruce Wayne. And Michael Keaton was the Batman, right? George Clooney and Val Kilmer, they're just garbage. They're just, we don't talk about them, okay? But Michael Keaton to me is my favorite Batman. I love the costume. I love the Batmobile. I love the setting it was in. It was very comic booky, right? It was just, it was just very good at the times. Now, obviously, my nostalgia's kicking in, right? Right. He turns his head like I do when I wake up with a stiff neck. You're like, I'm Batman. Like, yeah. So <laughs> you have to remember. You have to remember the costumes were a lot harder back then, yeah, man. Yeah. So I, I, I'm interested in this movie, but not because of Flash, not because of the universe, not because where it goes afterwards. Michael Keaton's there, and I'm like, all right, I want to watch the movie, but I'm not paying to go see it in theaters. 
What do you think, Sarge? I mean, I love Michael Keaton. All his stuff that he's ever done has been good. Um, I just I can't stand the fact that they're putting him in the movie with Ezra Miller, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> like, if right before Michael Keaton came on screen, if the Flash had died right then, like he died, and right. then, Michael Ke- then Michael Keaton came on screen, and then Ezra was still dead and doesn't come back, I accept it. But if if Ezra Miller's on screen and Michael Keaton is there, even at that moment, Michael Keaton's looking at this kid going, what the hell is this guy? Right. <laughs> like, like as a person and as the hero, same same sentence. Like, who the hell are you? Uh, Kyle Wilkerson, I agree as Robert Pattinson as Batman is a better Batman than than Ben Affleck. But Ben Affleck to me is a better Bruce Wayne than Robert Pattinson. I, I like the the new Batman film. I just didn't like his emo style. I understand it's a style of thing, but I just didn't like the emo uh, Bruce. Like, he didn't seem like he was Bruce Wayne. I, obviously, it's year one, but technically year two of Batman, so he's not that... He's not that billionaire going around Playboy type of thing. It's the beginning, but I, I still didn't like Robert Pattinson as Bruce yet. The second film, maybe it'll be better or whatnot, but I did like him as Batman. When is that one? When does the new Batman come out? Uh, two years, 2024. 20, it comes out. Batman 2, as it's slated. the Patterson one. The Patterson, Patterson one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then Joker 2 comes out as well, even though they said they're not making a Joker 2, but now they make a Joker 2. When it made a billion dollars, they're like, yeah, we're making a two. We're making a two. I mean, I still haven't to, seen it. I still haven't seen Joker able, 1. They were, they were able to make a origin story as a real movie for a superhero, which was unheard of. Right. I mean, again, I, I liked it. I just, you know, and, and plus he's not part of this universe per se. Like even even um, a James Gunn came out and said that Robert Pattinson's part of the, what what did he call it? The the DC outer verse or whatever it's called the DC outer realm or whatever the hell you're it's just called. making, you're just making up stuff. It's fine. Yeah. They, they are making up stuff. They, they're allowed to do that. Sarge, they, they own the rights to it. Yeah. I understand that, but you can't just start talking and, and start talking big words and think that those words have meaning. You're just making things up as you speak. That's what they're doing. They're right. just making things up. The outer verse, the inner verse, the upside down verse, the goofy verse. I, I don't know what you're saying at this point. All I know is, is, is this, can this dude run into this guy? If he left town and went to this guy's town, would he run into him? Like no. that universe? Yeah. Like yeah. that's what we're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He, Robert Pattinson's Batman is not part of that universe. So, um, one more question here. Big Mo, uh, Big Bad Mo says, uh, "So Mandalorian, y'all watching? I am. I'm going to watch Mandalorian season three, but I'm not going to be doing any kind of reviews of it or anything like that. Uh, I am a fan of Mandalorian. It was getting a little." I, I was out long, when, long in the tooth. Well, the Boba Fett made it long in the tooth, but the best episodes of Boba Fett were Mandalorian, but I still don't like where they went with the Mandalorian in those episodes, because at the end of season two, there was a consequence. And then in Boba Fett, just months later, that consequence was taken back. And it's like, there was no growth or anything. It was just, I don't know. So we'll, we'll, well see what happens. Uh, uh, <clears throat> well, don't forget the, the rumor that, uh, what's what's his what's his name? Uh, the guy who the, the produces Mandalorian. Oh, what the Favreau. Is his name? Favreau. Yeah. Right. So Favreau got into a big heated argument, and he was going to quit. Oh well, that's rumor. Right. right uh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. But these these. Well, say it's rumor. I, we don't know if it's fact. Yeah. yeah. He said he was going to quit. He was going to be done. Yeah. And they they try to the the 
the negotiation was he said, I don't want that was Kathleen during Boba in, Fett. Yeah. I don't want Kathleen anywhere near anything. Yeah. Like, period. Well, I don't we'll want see. her near it. Yeah. We're going to see. Boba Fett was terrible. Obi-Wan was terrible. Mandalorian has been good season one and season two and the three episodes they wasn't Boba Fett. So I just think they're trying to do too much. And the damage that's been done is too deep. The damage done is is <clears throat> I don't think they have trying to... <laughs> trying to make all these series to try to make up for movies not being in place is not helping the cause the, for Star Wars. The problem is with Mandalorian, all roads lead to seven. That's the problem with Mandalorian. Right? All roads lead to seven. Unless Ahsoka show comes out and they do the veil where they 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 do the time travel shit. Okay. All roads lead to seven. And that kills it for me because seven, eight, and nine are garbage. They're trash. So I heard Andor was good. Yeah, Andor could be good, but like the larger story, I know creature is gonna go off now, but like Rogue One was a was a good movie, but it doesn't fit in the style of what Star Wars was, right? And I know people use the terms of, well, Rogue One is the more adult Star Wars. Shut it, up. There's no adult is. Star Wars. Star it, it Wars, is. no, but it's it, it doesn't fit even though it doesn't fit within the, all the rest of the other Star Wars. It, that's because it wasn't done the same way. It's no shit. It was done... It's done 30 years later. Yeah. What happens to seven, eight, and nine? What happened to episodes one, two, and three? Right? Okay. They were all filmed in a certain way, and Rogue One sticks out. Now, don't get me wrong. If you make all the movies over again and you do them like Rogue One, don't don't start talking that way. Then nope. I'm in. Okay, nope. because that nope. style don't you would dare be very say you're cool. gonna redo Star Wars. You start redoing uh, if they, you, if you they know redo they're one hundred percent doing Star Wars again. The only thing you have to redo is seven, eight, nine. That's what you have to redo. That's it. That's it. It's the only thing you have to do. You end Return of the Jedi. That's the end. You want to redo seven, eight, nine, and you put the Tron trilogy right in the spot, right there. All three, nice and cute. Click, Tron click, trilogy. click. Trilogy. There's only two. The Thrawn. Tron. The oh, Thrawn. I think it's Tron. Tron. I was like, where does Tron what the fuck, come from? What the fuck has Tron got to do with Star Wars? That's what I was like, what are you talking about? Jesus Christ. Creature says, "Listen, man, if you don't like Rogue One, you just don't like Star Wars. That that's correct, because it's not Star Wars." It's Star Wars. It takes place in the Star Wars universe, but it has nothing besides the plans of the Death Star. It's not filmed. It doesn't look. It doesn't have the same thing. It's not anything like the other Star Wars, which it's is why people like it, but it doesn't fit in with the formulaic of what Star Wars was. Okay, well, the, the problem I have with Andor is when you already have Rogue One, right? There's no drama. Yeah, there's no drama. You, you know there, what it is. There's no drama. There's no drama in Andor. Yeah, because you know I like, what he dies. I, I, I like the story. I like what I like what they're trying to do. But once again, they're using TV shows to try to make up for the fact that the, they destroyed the IP. Right. Right. Yeah. And they're and they and they're making them all run concurrently when they don't have to. You should be just milking this out and talking about Star Wars. Instead, they just keep trying to throw as much Star Wars onto their Disney Plus as possible. It's like it's it's unnecessary. Right. I I will tell you this. Order 66, Kennedy. Get her out of there. Okay? Order 66, get her out of there. You plug in, you plug in the Thrawn trilogy on 7, 8, 9, and you save Star Wars. Right. That's it. Like, like this. You would turn Star Wars around. Anybody who, has, anybody who has not read the Thrawn trilogy, 
by Timothy Zahn. You go ahead and you read that. You read those stories and you tell me you cannot see the movie from reading his words. That's how good a writer he is about Star Wars. That's how much he knows about Star Wars. All right. You reading the book as you read it, you'll actually see the movie while you read it. Sure. Look, I'm I'm <clears throat> in up until Ahsoka. If Ahsoka comes out and it it does what I think it's going to do, then I might be a Star Wars fan once again. If it doesn't do what I think it's going to do, then it all leads to seven. And if it leads to seven, I'm not I'm not in for Star Wars. The old Star Wars is in, new Star Wars is out, and I, and and my fanhood is dies with one, two, and three, four, five, and six, and that's it. And then it, that's where it, that's where it ends. Seven, eight, nine is someone else's because I I can't I can't I can't deal with it because they, if they if they decide to reboot it like they said they want to do. Right, they they want to do an alternate universe, Sarge. Right, this is this is where the this is what could happen with Ahsoka, okay, where Ahsoka could go through the veil and change the likelihood of what happens. Instead of Luke, it's Leia. Instead of this battle happening, it's this other person having the battle with it. And if they do it that way, I'm out. I'm out because they're messing with the, the they're messing with the recipe. So we'll see what happens. And that will do it for episode 344 of Generation X Game, the weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories in the past week, and we rant along the way. We're live every single Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern, right here on 30NSG. If you'd like to help us out, please make sure you share, like, subscribe. If you'd like to go above and beyond that, you can become a member for as little as $4.99. Uh, we do appreciate you coming out. You can listen to this podcast. It will be in audio format, uh, and will launch on uh, the February 21st. So each episode, every single day, I've, I've caught up. Everything is uploaded and ready to go. So every day of the week, if you want to listen to the audio versions, help us out there as well. You can listen to the past broadcasts on the audio versions, and that helps us out as well uh, with the viewership uh, over on the audio formats. Appreciate it very much. We'll see you guys on the next one. Don't forget, tomorrow I'm on uh, the Reforge uh Reforge. I don't even know what the, the show is called, Creature. I don't think there is a, a name for the show anymore. But me and Lono and a guest. I don't know who the guest is. Uh, so three of us are going to be talking about Game Pass uh, tomorrow. Uh, check that out around noon Eastern tomorrow. Other than that, I do not have any streams for the weekend. I appreciate it very much, and I'll see you guys on Monday. Have a good weekend. Peace. Game, game on, guys. Thank you.